0: Uh, All for Detroit sports and more. We even talk pizza. So thanks for tuning in and uh, spread the word. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. From Asthma Core Studios near Detroit, Michigan. It's unregimented.
2: Gangsters,
3: what's up, guys? And now here are your hosts. Oh, show number two thirty-three. Chris, I'm Aaron. I'm Rich.
0: I'm the virtual prophet, Todd Zilla. Yeah.
3: Got got my Starbucks coffee ready to go. Oh wait, no, I'm not. Wait, no, wait. I'm not supposed to have a Starbucks. Is that what we're doing this week?
1: I don't know. I, we'll have to see how their training went. Yeah. Did you
2: <laughs> did you did you pour a lot of cream into it? Yes,
0: because okay, I like coffee then, with milk. I don't give two shits about you're their, their policies in the store. I don't drink that stuff because it tastes like my asshole.
3: No, it's it's too strong. Stuff terrible. Man. Like it, terrible. it's terrible. It's always bitter and it's too like I've, if I drink a Starbucks, dude, like I'll I'll nurse it over hours. Like it's just it, it's bitter. It makes me jittery.
0: Yeah, it's okay. like Folgers Folgers, you know, sort of filled with curdled milk.
3: Dutch that's Brothers it reminds me of, yeah, all day just, long.
0: Uh, Ugh, I you know. ordered Dutch brother I have a Dutch brother ship to my house. And I refuse to go in there and order a Venta Bente. Give me a large. I'm not doing <laughs> yes. it. Screw you, Pete. That should have been the outrage. <laughs> Ten years ago. That should be the outrage we're yelling about. <laughs> I, I always just say, give me the biggest one. Yeah, that's what I say. Give me big and cheap. How do you say that in Spanish? You, you don't a, know, it, do you, bitch? Fine. You want
1: a tall... Whatever you said... <laughs> Give me the one that costs $2.89. Yes.
3: No. So, yeah, so that
1: happened. I, the only thing I've ever really drank from Starbucks is a Frappuccino, and that's got so much sugar in it that you can't really fuck that up.
2: But, I don't know. Starbucks girlfriend. isn't a big thing for me. I'm not a big coffee drinker, but it just seems like it's like an overpriced version of Dunkin' Donuts.
1: And frankly, even Dunkin' Donuts is overpriced for coffee. (laughs) Like, coffee is so cheap to make, it shouldn't be more than a dollar, no matter how big and how much stuff you dump into it.
3: And I always feel underdressed when I'm in a Starbucks. Some reason (laughs) the the the, the surroundings make me feel like I should. If I don't have khakis on, I should go get some.
0: You really feel selfish. You you feel sure with a collar on it. You feel self-conscious in there? I feel like I want to go around to every table and slap every pretentious little bitch I see there that's acting like they're writing a screenplay. I don't feel self-conscious. I feel a very a very strong air of superiority. Well, yeah, I'm finished, because when I come out, I
3: feel like I have to wash the douche off of me. <laughs>
2: yeah, there
0: you go. I have to de-mass Gil.
2: Was it Dennis Leary said? He goes, I, he goes, I won't go into a Starbucks because I refuse to have a rage heart attack in front of some haiku-writing motherfucker who's 17 years old. Right. Yeah, that's right.
3: That's a, And that's a 30-year-old... That's from the Off-White album, isn't it? Uh, oh, no, no, load. wait. No, wrong Dennis. Yeah, never mind.
0: Sorry. You know, we, I've Chris and I Miller had a, lately. Chris and I had a nice little exchange this afternoon about Starbucks. He uh, had posted something that uh, these guys were terrified of, and fearing for their lives. They said they feared they were, for
3: their lives. To me... Yeah. Fear- well... <laughs> what okay, well, fuck? hold on.
2: Let's clarify. The two gentlemen who came in... Yeah, yeah and were saying they were waiting for a real estate agent for a meeting at Starbucks. Now, they said they were fearing for, they feared for their lives. From whom exactly? <laughs> the police? I know, right? The barista. Well, shouldn't you have a healthy respect for people who have a gun who are going to tell you what to do? Mm-hmm. Haven't we gone over this before? Why are you arguing with the cops? Why you're privilege. arguing with someone with a gun. It's a white privilege argument, Rich. I'm just I'm just repeating the no, argument that gets said every time this subject comes I'm up: on, of police
3: brutality. Your motherfucking side with that, but that's that's it's what we've learned is that apparently uh, we, we that's the white privilege argument now is coming from that point of view.
1: That's laying it on really thick. Like they they feared for their lives.
2: I I, I, I fear for my police, insurance payment right? when a car when a cop gets behind me, not my life. Well. Oh. Now, if he gets out stomping over and he's like, fucking bitch, I can't believe she cheated on me, then I'm like, oh shit, I'm dying today, fuck. And they
3: were in Philly, they were in the Philly suburb, they were in Philadelphia, come on, the cops are going to be, they aren't suburb cops,
1: those are usually the cops that whoop people's ass, quite honestly. And I mean, I can imagine if the cops burst in there and said, what are these two (laughs) black people doing in Starbucks, get them the fuck
0: out. They were asked but, but, to leave several times as well, right? Right. right. Yeah, am knew, I understanding that correctly?
1: Yeah, and they knew that the cops were, yes. were called, and they hung right. out and waited. It's like I mean, I don't see how you fear for your life at that point when you consider if you were really fearful of your life for for your life, wouldn't you leave the Starbucks if you knew the cops were coming? Yes. <laughs> if you thought the cops could possibly shoot you, and until, well, like, at it, what it, point it, did it, just
3: buy fucking coffee? Like <laughs> that,
2: that, that 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 solves this whole thing well let's yeah, go, I, let's I, just go let's just go back to the what started it all we've I can't speak for tide, but I know all three of us have worked in the in the service food service industry before, yeah, different places I worked had different policies yes i still- some had public bathrooms, some didn't and in in one place I worked, they said, yes, you have to be a customer to use the bathroom, uh, uh-huh. and none of us followed that rule because. It's, it, it's just, it's, it's, right. it's, it's, when someone well, comes in and goes, Do you have a bathroom? Are you buying anything? I'm not that asshole. You're yeah. not paying me enough to be that asshole.
1: I, maybe there was some clarification on this. I assumed that it was a locked bathroom where there was a code or something. So they had to ask to get, a, I mean, in any Starbucks that I've been into, they have a bathroom. It's unlocked. Yeah, Anyone I mean, can just walk yeah. in there. There's a, Actually, no, they, they, I have seen that. They, they wouldn't even know. They wouldn't even know. Oh, you have, you I have seen, seen that actually... out west
3: where you, you gotta get a key or you gotta get a code. Oh, right. Right, right, right. But still, but at this, but the same, so many things with this, it, quite honestly. I well, mean, well, certainly. Rich, the Rich, is... I used to like, I used to, food service industry, I used to, I had run several stores that were near high schools that had open campuses. And all the time with teenagers, come, you buy something? No, get out. I don't say it like yeah. that, but I mean, that was, for real. Well, there, like you're taking, so many, you're taking
1: up spots, you're taking up spots with paying customers. Keep moving. There's so many points in this story where things went wrong when they just didn't have to, right? I don't, most managers of a Starbucks, I would imagine, don't even give a fuck. I, I don't know why she is. Uh, th- this one manager has to make sure that these two guys are purchasing coffee, or else they're going to close that location. They're trying to meet some kind of quota. None of the Starbucks are in danger of like losing money or going under. So I, I, I don't know why she's worried about who is or who isn't a customer that's hanging out in her Starbucks. The only thing I can think
3: they, of to, to rationalize her actions maybe is maybe it's a busy store. Maybe it, it was in, like I said, it's actually in the city of Philly. You know, maybe she's, hey, you're not going to buy I'm shit? I'm sure it was. I, but, but I don't know. This is reckless, irresponsible speculation.
1: I'm sure it was. And... But then, too, when she does decide to call the cops when they won't leave, they, again, just hang out and wait for them.
3: Dude, at that point, if they're uh, they're saying, hey, we're going to call the cops, they'll be like, all right, okay, fine. Give me a fucking,
1: give me a a large coffee, please. Oh, not me. I mean, I would have been like, fuck you, I'm never coming back here, and I'm making sure that everybody knows what what assholes you guys are here.
2: I'm white. I'm going to tattle on Yelp. (laughs) Right, (laughs) Right, right, right.
1: But then. When the cops actually arrive, like, why did the cops arrest these guys?
2: Uh, okay, do you, do you want to know why for real, or do you want to know what the what the papers piece of paper is going to say? How about both? Because I guarantee you, it's going to say but, loitering of some sort. Oh, oh certainly, and public disturbance or something. Uh, no, absolutely, but well, because if they ask you to move and you say no, well, then, then now you're, you're resisting the, a lawful
0: uh, order. You're not, yeah, you're not loitering anymore. You're trespassing.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So then, and if you tell a cop no, and he tells you to move along, they can spend it any way yeah. they want. Right. But why they arrested him? Probably because they just they were like, oh, "She's really fucking. Just come, come on, on, just go, guys." And they're like, "No," and they're like, "Dude, we really don't want to arrest you, but you're not leaving us much choice. You're not Rosa Parks."
1: That's kind of what I'm assuming happened here. I mean, it, it sounds like the cops didn't handle it exactly all that well either, but. I can't imagine that that was their first option. Is we're definitely taking these yes. guys in. This is
3: like it's kind of like just with Doctor Dow last year. I wanna the, I wanna know the conversation from the time the cops show right. up to the time they're cuffing them
1: because there's probably a lot of missing pieces there that aren't being put in the narrative. I've I've worked management for retail stores before and I've had to call the cops on people to have them removed, and if they are still there when the cops show up, the cops go, "Listen, man, you got to move on." Or we're going to arrest you and the guy and well guy or girl it's always a guy though the guy then moves on right he doesn't go nope you're gonna have to arrest me to get me out of this guitar center
3: hey man i used to work in southfield i've called my i've called the cops a fair share of times see this is i
2: i don't know it's just i understand why they have the rule they have there's a mcdonald's in the city of Inkster for those people not from Michigan. The
1: rule for uh, to purchase something in order to use facilities? In order to use the bathroom. right?
2: People who aren't from the metro Detroit area or, or, or don't know about the metro Detroit area, Inkster is pretty much like a little slice of Detroit right in the middle of the suburbs. And a lot of low-income, white trash, ghetto trash, however you want to fucking put it. I mean, I mean, they're all mixed up together. And they had a lot of people fucking going in this bathroom and fix it. Yeah, and yeah. they had a couple people fall out well, well, because they were slamming shit like it was their well, last yeah. fucking ride. That's why out so, west
3: in Portland and shit. That's why all the bathrooms are
1: locked everywhere because they had huge homeless yeah. problem oh. out there. And I, I've never heard of a company having a policy on this. It's it's the individual whatever, franchise. Whatever location needs to have a policy on their bathroom has a policy on their bathroom. Otherwise, they don't give a fuck.
0: Is this yeah. really, I mean, do any of you really believe this is about the bathroom policy or Starbucks? I mean, it seems Pardon to me, the, part of 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 me from the, the beginning of the story, this is about somebody. It's, it, it almost reminds me of this victim culture we've got where everybody has to take their opportunity to show how oppressed and victimized they're being by the man. You know, I, I, I told Chris earlier today, I use Starbucks quite a bit. I lived in the Rogers Park neighborhood, North Chicago for a few years, and I used Craigslist to buy and sell photography equipment. That's how I basically built my gear up was via Craigslist. And I used that Starbucks in Rogers Park as a meeting place where I would go and meet people from Craigslist, look at the shit and either buy it, sell it, whatever. I never paid for anything when I walked in there. There was no, never an expectation that when I walked into Starbucks that I was expected to buy a coffee. I sat down. I <laughs> sat there like I was at Walmart watching the patchouli mob and then would wait for the person to show up, do my business, and then I would leave. Now, had the barista came over and said, excuse me, sir, you can't just sit here. You need to buy a coffee. You need to buy something if you want to hang out here. I would have been, been surprised, A. And then I would have been, Probably like, well, fine. Give me the smallest, cheapest thing you got. And then I would have went and found another place to do business. I wouldn't have went back there.
1: Right. I, I mean, would also have some questions like, okay, what's uh, what's the purchase per hour that I have to have to hang out here? Like, like yeah. if I can buy one small coffee, does that give me an hour and a half of sitting here pretending right. to write a screenplay? Yeah. One small what is coffee my, how much equals one does bathroom my,
0: visit. Right. How much rent does my coffee <laughs> purchase buy? Right. Yeah. How long can it, I yes. sit here? Well, but, let, me you
2: know, ask a uh, let me ask a question, since you guys have been in a lot more Starbucks than I have. Do, they, do most of them have tables? Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. They have, like, a seating yeah. area, some couches, chairs, coffee table. lounging yeah, area. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay, okay. The one, so the it's
2: one not like a pizza place where there's, three, there's, like, maybe a stand-up counter, and there's maybe three
0: fucking stools. No, no, there's a whole seating people, area. Okay. Yeah, the one in Chicago that I'm talking about, and I've seen a few others, had seating outside. Yep. So you could actually just go... So you didn't even have to enter the establishment. You could just go sit at the tables outside and wait and do whatever you got to do. I don't know if the one in Philadelphia had that. Maybe not. They don't all have it. The one in Chicago did. It was never any sort of like issue finding a place to sit. So... so. Dude... D- okay, the well... The assumption I,
1: I, here, obviously, is that they were asked to leave because they were black, right? That the... The, the manager of the Starbucks that told them they had, couldn't hang out there without buying something that, that was ro- racially motivated.
2: Oh, i just come from right. a food service
1: manager's perspective.
2: You weren't buying anything. Fuck out. Well, let me ask this question, first of all, because I, I, I haven't seen it if, there's, if it's out there. Is there any cell phone video of this from either of the two people yeah. that were asked to leave? Yeah, it's I it's shitty. Saw something. Yeah. It's like they right. turned it on and held it at their side type thing. And they weren't, like, they weren't, they weren't holding their phone up like, you know you're being recorded right now.
1: Right. No, it was probably your typical 50-year-old woman who's going, oh, my God, what's happening? Oh, look at this. No, no, no. I'm talking about are...
2: cell, cell phone footage from the two gentlemen who were asked to leave. Oh, did like, they film like it? did one
1: of them um, film it? No, yeah, it's yeah, not that I saw.
2: From what I've read, wow. it's from across the restaurant in Graney. Well, yeah. If that's the case... Then I then I retract what I said about makes me wonder if this was like some kind of setup. Sting like This operation. was a Starbucks. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, it's it, it was it was okay. Uh, I can think of two examples: Denny's and Cracker Barrel. In certain parts of the country, you know, a, a group of you know black people would show up and they'd say, "I'm sorry, you know, you're going to have to wait," and they'd wait an hour. And in meanwhile, a bunch of white people would just file in and out, right, and get seated. And I mean, if if this Starbucks has a manager who's like, you know,
1: 10... Habitually ten, doing this? Yeah, and they're like, you know, we're going to catch 10 white students
2: walk in. Right. And she doesn't say shit, but two black guys walk in like, are you going to buy something? Mm-hmm. Then I could, you know, yeah, let's set this bitch up. Let's get this bitch on camera doing this shit. Right. But this, this, if that's the case, if they weren't fucking flashing cameras and being like, black lives matter, and they have like a whole crowd behind them and shit, like, you know, it's do the right thing or something. Then, this, yeah, this then it like sounds it. like you had a power trip and cunt working as a manager and two guys who were like, eh, we're not doing anything wrong. I mean, it didn't get violent, did it? No. I mean, here's right, my right. thing. If someone comes into my store and I'm like, can I, hey, how are you doing today? What can we get for you? And they're like, um, I'm just waiting to meet someone here. I'll be like, okay, um, well, if you need anything, let me know. Right, when they yeah. become a disturbance is when they're told to leave. Yeah. Being there isn't a disturbance, right? Right. And I don't care what the what the manager, general manager's policy is, unless his ass is there and wants to do the job of, of of playing bouncer for somebody for the shit wage I make. I'm not doing it. Sorry, I'm not fucking gonna risk a physical confrontation for what I make. And if he's there and he wants to he wants to play hardball, he's gonna have to do it. That's fine. I'm not. You know what I'm saying? But. If this manager was that quick to be like, hey, you guys going to buy anything, then you got to leave. Sounds like she's a power-tripping bitch. Well, no. Certainly. What went but down is that- they
3: asked to use the bathroom, and and they said no, and then they were asked if they want to buy something. They said, no, we're good. We have water. That is the narrative that has been spun.
1: Yeah. But but to say that, it, that the manager was racially motivated... It, she didn't say anything about the, them, uh, about their, their color or anything like that. She didn't use any racial slurs. I mean, this is just assumption. I don't think by your actions alone, unless you, you know, had on record of uh, of how many people she's kicked out of, of her particular Starbucks and said, well, look, you know, 80% of them are black. Maybe you're onto something. I don't know, but just from this... Why are you counting, weird person? Well, I guess all I'm saying is that the response to this from Starbucks is ridiculous. That because one person kicked two black people out of their store, they have to shut down all their stores for a day and everybody gets
2: training on racial bias. Like I said, it's either... No, 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 no. no, Unconscious bias. Unconscious bias. Yeah, so in other words, we don't... We're so racist. We don't even know we're racist.
3: Yeah. So it's either you—it's it. it's right. either you have a problem you don't know how to handle and you have to shut down your business, or you just—you've hired—you've blindly hired a bunch of racists. Pick one, Starbucks. Either one sucks. Like that's that's the that's the
2: corner you've painted yourself in with that move, in my opinion. Well, anyway. Well, I mean, th- this is this is just—it's—it's it's a perfect—it's a—it's a, it's a perfect—it's a perfect game for people to insist that Starbucks play because. There's no winning move here. If they didn't do this, then they don't care. Protests will continue. You'll have people with bullhorns screaming at baristas' faces, and they're just going, geez, lady, I'm just trying to fucking get home so I can play some Fortnite. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Or to like, pay for my college, bitch. Sh- shut up. Or you get what's going to happen now, which makes them look like a bunch of fucking pussy-ass, bitch-made motherfuckers. Like, really? I'd have, I'd have been like, yeah, we'll talk to that manager. We'll handle it internally. Right. There's no charges here. Starbucks isn't pressing charges. Starbucks Starbucks has... eh, All Starbucks has to say is if that's their policy or not. And if this is a manager that went rogue, we will handle it. It's not like this is a shooting. Mm -hmm. She works for the police department. I
1: I think think if this were any other place other than Starbucks, it would be a totally different issue, too. I mean, I can't think of... uh, I mean, granted, you can go into any store and just browse around... And not buy anything, and no one, no one's going to force you to to make a purchase just because you walked into a, a store. Yeah. But Starbucks kind of, I wouldn't say literally advertises itself, but it in a roundabout way advertises itself as a place to just come and hang out. And it the, openly invites that.
3: And I think the thing that's getting lost in all of this is. The manager did not tell the cops to arrest them. Like, you think the cops act on the authority of a Starbucks manager? Oh, yes, sir, right away. My cuffs
1: out. Well, right, the manager wants them to leave. If they don't leave, I I don't know that the police have any other option other than to actually arrest them, right? I mean, if you're going to... I would assume. I'm assuming assuming the cops didn't show up with their cuffs open, like, here we go. Like,
3: there was probably some conversation, like, that's that's what I'm right. saying.
1: If the cops can't get you to willingly leave someplace, then they have to arrest you, right? There's no in-between option where they can just go, well, just put the cuffs on them, we'll walk them outside, and then we'll let them go out there. Like, if they're going to actually take you
2: into custody, then that's an arrest. Yeah. Nope. Well, I mean, there's other ways so, they can handle it. They could, they could, they could put cuffs on someone, put them in the back seat and go, Get them away from the situation and go, we're not going to charge you. Do you have somewhere we could pro- drop you off? Whatever. They, they don't have to go through. It's not like fucking it's a life or death situation. They watched them commit a, a murder. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? They could defuse the situation. But, well, but, I mean, were they actually taken to the station? Yeah,
3: that's the thing. Appointed? My next question, were they processed?
2: Are there mugshots out there? Or were they held and then released, which happens? Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, uh, by definition I
1: guess we could say that's still an arrest, but when we think of what we think of as an arrest is you're going all the way to the station and we're running prints and holding you until somebody comes
2: and bails you out or a judge says you can leave. Well, I mean, I to me the 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 until all the details come out, which by that time no one will give a shit about this story. Uh,
1: I think the this story is never going to be more clear than it is right now. I have <laughs> Uh, to I me, the, the, only well, then, okay. Then I'll just <laughs> put it this
2: way: the more interesting thing to me is the nonsense of they're going to shut down every store and make every employee go through unconscious racist unconscious, right. racism training.
1: Right, that's <laughs>
2: talk about some fucking thought crime shit.
1: <laughs> that is kind of brilliant, though. I mean, when, there's, when Chris is saying there's no good play for Starbucks, it's absolutely correct. But to then spin it as we're doing unconscious bias training is, is allows them to say, we didn't know how racist we were.
2: <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, my question is, the few, sen- the few uh, sensitivity, uh, <clears throat> racial awareness, what, however they want to fucking dress it up classes that I've attended for any jobs I've had, have been very one-way. It's been very, like, white people, how not to look racist. Like, they don't give a fuck if you're racist. It's just like, here, we're going to show you a video how not to look racist. And it's like, okay, so so is this unconscious bias going to be both ways?
1: Right. Well, they're just protecting their ass. Like, they don't care whether you throw your back out (laughs) picking up a box or not. They just want to make sure that you saw the video that showed you how to pick up a box correctly so they can... It's yes. claim that they, they showed you. It's like every three years I have to watch, I have to go to a sexual harassment class. Right, so now if you throw your back out, that's on you. We're not covering you. Yeah, exactly. No,
3: absolutely. I, it, I tell a story about that in a class I teach. <laughs> <laughs> it, that's the exact situation that happened. Mm-hmm. A, a kid blew his back out, not following proper lifting techniques, and got to miss a whole two weeks of work with no work comp.
2: To me, this just smacks of a bunch of fucking hustlers found a grift in the system and they 're about to make money off it and Those are the people that are teaching these classes it 's a bunch of bull it 's like dogs oh. psych- it 's like dog psychotherapy really. You're gonna you yeah. gonna sit there and fro and 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 do a Freudian mind fuck on your dog. Get the fuck out of my face! This bullshit. Right. It's nonsense. There it's was, just another way for people to make money off of doing nothing, getting a check for some old bullshit. I figure
1: what company she worked for. One of the people that was going to be doing the training was interviewed on NPR, and the the interviewer asked her, "Well, what what is? Explain to me what unconscious bias is." And she did that. Uh, I don't know what you it call said, it. Give me words. your
3: shoes, bitch. Kind, no, kind, wait.
1: Of, kind of mind trick where you, um, how, how does it go? You ask somebody to spell milk and, uh, you know, ask them a question about where the answer is silk. They all rhyme. and Then you ask them, what's the white part of the egg? And they go, yolk. They, nope. Yeah. The, I, the, the, the yolk's the yellow part, but because every other answer kind of rhymed, that's where your brain automatically went. She's like, "That's unconscious bias." <laughs> like, or right, how do wow. you train somebody out of that? That's ridiculous. You like, train well, somebody out of how your brain is programmed.
2: The unconscious bias that I've, I've over the years <laughs> seen specials and news stories on is they start showing, I guess, kids a little bit past the age of being a toddler, so maybe like preschool age, you know, just headshots of different people from different you know different colors and, and this and that and gauge their reactions ask them uh, you know and and they're like you know and they, they 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 do it from little kids to like adults and they go people tend to favor people who look like them that's unconscious bias
1: right <laughs> this is and it's like these meetings are going to be full of Employees looking at each other and doing the jerk off motion.
2: <laughs> I, I can only hope it goes the way of the rescue me uh, sensitivity training meeting where they start talking about all the racial slurs they use for each other. I love that episode. <laughs> and then fucking. And then Larry gets up and goes the day the day I won't run into a burning building to save a kid who's not white is the day that you can put me through this shit and I'll take it till then kiss my sober white <laughs> royal Irish ass and just walks out. <laughs> Dude, this is just bullshit. It's bullshit. It's it's a bunch of fucking crooks and hustlers found it found a fucking a, a grift in the system and they like I said they want a paycheck for teaching yeah. bullshit. It's like back in like 20 years ago, we're going to start teaching kids in inner city ebonics. How the fuck are you going to teach kids ebonics, motherfucker? Right. They got PhDs in it.
1: Well, yeah, I mean the, the the people heading up this training are probably fully erect right now. They're seeing a whole new career path. If Starbucks needs uh, unconscious bias training, well, then everybody needs to do unconscious. This is going to be yeah. standard practice. Like, Think of the next? money from Silicon you,
3: Valley alone. You're going to watch the
1: video about how to watch a bo- how to lift a box, and then somebody's going to come in and, and play word games with you and go, see, I told you you're racist. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you picked up that box using your back, not your knees, racist. Right. Yeah.
1: What does this look like? They're going to show them like videos or like white guy walks up to the counter, orders a drink, and they're just sitting there. Then a black guy walks up and everyone's like, get him. No, 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 no. That's your unconscious bias talking.
2: (laughs) No, no, no. I I figure it'd go like this. You're going to see a white guy walk in. They're going to go, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. What can we get for you? I'll take one of your cups of overpriced bullshit piss water. Okay. And then a black guy walking to be like, hey, what's going on, man? Did you see the game last night? Unconscious bias. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I picture it. It's going to be such bullshit All like right, that. Right.
3: Hey, you know, how's that glass of water? You racist. What?
2: I'm just drinking water.
1: Right.
2: Uh, it, it's that, just nonsense. And I'm going
1: to have to get unconscious bias training from Lyft because I put on the uh R&B station every time a black person gets into my car. <laughs> 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 well, they'll give me zero stars if I listen to NPR.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh it, it, it it's it's a it's a amusing it seems like the more I hear about it, a non-story. They could just been blown up because it's just something to get people talking on social media and sharing yeah. opinion pieces, and just another just another fucking crumb to throw off the table from the people at the top to go fight over that. You stupid idiots! And I mean, of course, everybody we oh, eat it up because we're fucking retarded. How much money do you think these guys are going to get? A lot. They're, They're going to be a lifetime <laughs> supply of, of of Starbucks coffee and. A, a, an executive code to every bathroom to start The <laughs> article
3: I read earlier today is they, nobody can talk because they're in mediation. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you ain't interested in justice like you said on the fucking Today Show today. No, you're interested in getting paid. If you're hey, interested brother, in, justice, you'd in justice, you'd be going to court. No. What does
1: fucking justice look like in this situation?
2: Brother, there is no justice. There's just us. Don't you understand, brother? He said, what did he say? He says his hopes
3: that sparks a change. He said he thinks it's not a black and white thing. It's a people thing.
1: Like, what? Okay, now you've really lost me. Because right, if race isn't the co- uh, component in this, then what the fuck is? You're yeah, fighting for are bathroom we? rights for non-customers? Then why are we
3: outraged? If race is, this isn't a race thing, why are there people in fucking yeah. Starbucks with bullhorns <laughs> screaming in baristas'
1: faces? If this isn't a race thing, do you think you we'd be even, be even be talking about you guys if you were white? No! It would not happen. You could... It, the cops would have... Would have come, if the cops came to two white guys and beat the fuck out of them and dragged them out of Starbucks, we probably wouldn't be talking
2: about them. It's interesting and you bring that like, up. Oh, did this happen in Florida? It's interesting you bring that up because about a month ago, a video started making rounds on social media of a, of a gentleman who was going into a McDonald's and apparently a homeless guy asked him for some change and he goes... I'll buy you something to eat. Guy goes, okay. So the homeless guy walks in with him. He buys him something to eat. And the manager of McDonald's is like, he's got to leave. He's like, what does he have to leave for? By the way, homeless guy's white, white old guy. Uh-huh. He's like, what, do you, what does he have to leave for? He's got food. Yeah, but you bought him the food. Doesn't matter who bought him the food. Oh, he's Jesus. eating food. And the cop showed up. And sadly, the reason I remember this video as well is because the cop was really hot, but she was also a cunt. Yeah, and she made a big deal about dragging him out of there. And I was like, wow. So I'm assuming Black Lives Matter is sending, like, a crew down there to investigate this, you know. Right. I, uh, oh, oh, no. Yeah, they're sending the exact same crew the NRA did off to Minnesota when Philippe Castile got shot illegally by that police officer. Yeah, it's the exact same crew. It, they're taking Wonder Woman's invisible plane. That's why you can't see him. <laughs> <Right? laughs> fuck out of here, man. Everybody just needs to shut the fuck up. Seriously. Grow the fuck up, motherfuckers. God, I'm in such a good mood today. Let's buy a coffee.
3: All you had to do you know buy a smoothie, buy a muffin and buy a sandwich buy another bottle of water
2: oh, hey, yeah, I could buy myself a dry turkey sandwich and <laughs> one hundred and twenty eight grain bread with no mayo right. and sprouts and shit. No, thank you
1: we could just, just I mean honestly i I think i I would just go, okay, we got to find. Another call
3: your place boys to do this. you like, do the dicks, we'll meet somewhere else. Right. I don't want I don't
1: want to hang out
2: here. If they don't want me here. Ding fucking ding, Chris, right, right there. Why has no one brought up yeah. This is 2018. You guys look like you can afford cell phones. <laughs> Someone pick one up and text them and say, we're going to McDonald's next door.
1: Right. Or the Starbucks across the street. Yes, yeah. It probably is. <laughs> <laughs>
2: there, was, there, was a, there was an Entourage episode where they were supposed to meet at Starbucks, and he's like, no, no, you said coffee beanery. He's like, no, we said Starbucks. He's like, and they're, like, right across the street from each other, <laughs> literally on the phone, looking at each other, talking to each other. <laughs> like, arguing. Like, yeah. It's like, no, no you I come I, over here. <laughs> no, I clearly remember. I fucked a barista here. You said coffee beanery. <laughs> that is kind of how it is, though, shit. But, I, okay, so, yeah, I mean, I guess good for some for whatever. Somebody's going to get paid over some bullshit. Not us. We, we need to get in on some of that money. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, but no, we're white males. We can never be oppressed, ever. We're not. It, no, we're not going to be oppressed. We're going to talk down about white people. We're yeah. going to be Uncle Tom's and we're going to get paid for it.
3: That's <laughs> self loathing, Whitey.
2: Yes. there's.
3: It's a huge market. <laughs> the self <the> loathing dollar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, should we just keep it on racism and bring up that cunt from California? Well, um. Uh, From Fresno State Can you narrow narrow it down for me? I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The chick from Fresno State That's a wide swath there (laughs) talked mad, mad shit about Barbara Bush Called her an amazing racist who raised a war criminal
1: Oh, And she was happy
3: that George W. Bush was sad tonight What a cunt bag
1: You know... it's like she's not wrong. It's that guy's mom. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, we even? Like,
3: that Wait, Hold up. Time We're all out. Terrible hold up. now. Hold
2: up.
0: She's hold not up. wrong. I'd like to hear somebody quantify how George H. W. Bush was a racist, or how Barbara Bush was a racist. Quantify exactly. that. I'll give in you the word for the term. The racist yes. not wrong. Like, I'm with you there? And but, and I, I'd like to see the conviction yeah. of George W. Bush in the war, tri- war criminal trials. So technically, he's not a war criminal. He wasn't convicted of anything. So she's using her arbitrary definition and opinion to convict the man in her own her own mind. Damn, I don't That's really a other level. Yeah,
1: you're absolutely right. I, te- I I rescind my statement. She is wrong, but she's welcome to her opinion. Fair enough.
0: No, I I to me the the in what universe am I defending Barbara and George Bush? <laughs> the new- this is what you've done, liberals. I'm, I'm. I know that's funny. I am a humorous man. But yeah. that's the world you're creating, liberals. Congratulations. Yeah. Right.
3: Like remember Congratulations. Aziz sorry on fucking Saturday Night Live? <laughs> you know? Or or no? Who is it? No. Fucking Dave Chappelle. Someone just talking about.
2: Yeah. Dave Chappelle said, "Let's <laughs> let's ho- let's give him a chance and hope Trump." For our sakes, for all our sakes, Trump doesn't, you know, put us in a tailspin heading straight for the ground. And then people instantly jumped on him and said, how can you say give this man a chance?
3: Okay, so it wasn't would, Dave Chappelle. Uh, it was the Ansari who said three years, or he said eight years ago, I'm like pretty sure George H.W. Bush, or George W. Bush is a dick. You know, and now I'm longing for the day Oh, go. He brought up about how he talks about Muslims, the religion of peace and all that crap. And he's like, hey, that's what we need right now. And he's like, yeah. you know, and that's fucked up because eight years ago, I think he's a dick, and now this. All right, sorry, took a while to get there, guys. Well, okay, yeah,
1: well. I, I can understand that, but isn't there part of this where <laughs> that's where we're at? It's, now. it's it's almost better when it's out in the open. Like George Bush might have said the right words that he needed to say about Islam, but do we really think he believed it, and did it really matter to any of his policies?
2: Look. First of all, let's just. Let, Islam, a religion of peace? Is Christianity a re, religion of peace? No. I, <laughs> so stop fucking. So, so stop. Just the
3: annual celebration of when they nailed a guy to a cross.
0: Used to tear I people mean, to pieces when they put him on the rack.
2: Exactly.
0: So. No religion's a religion of fucking peace.
1: I think. The most peaceful religion that I can think of is Scientology.
0: (laughs) The Buddhists. Buddhists, The actual Buddhists are pretty fucking peaceful. Ones that don't go setting themselves on fire and (laughs) killing Hindus. Uh,
2: Well, they are now, yes. There might actually be more Buddhists than there are Jews. So, yeah, maybe maybe I have to include the top four. So, yeah, I didn't think about that. But still, I mean, oh, oh, God. Wait, look, okay. She goes off and says what she says. To me, the bigger issue the, that points to this is exactly why you people are full of shit. You don't care about bettering the world. You care about scoring points is when she came back with, I'm a tenured professor. I make $100,000 a year. I'm not going anywhere. Ha, ha, ha.
3: That's the part I hated the most. Like, Oh, you just became, really so
2: smug and shitty. So, in other words, you do not care how many people you piss off. In fact, you enjoy pissing people off. You enjoy getting people to jump to the other side, just like Todd said, why the fuck am I defending Barbara Bush? Yet, here I am. Okay? You enjoy that. You're not converting people. You just want to fucking score internet fucking brass ovary points. Well, guess what, bitch? The internet's the Wild West. So, when someone fucking tweets you a, a, a fucking a picture of Goatsy of, of a gaping asshole being held apart and has your face photoshopped in the middle of that gaping maw. Don't fucking go, oh, this is toxic masculinity. No, bitch, this is what you're putting out, getting right back. It's the boomerang effect. You like it?
0: I guess people. bullshit. People are just stupid. I, I, I don't understand how people cannot see that. Their online activism, their rhetorical activism is having the exact opposite effect that they're seeking. Yes. You see what I mean? It's not just this bitch, and it's not just – there are so many – we talk about this every week, and I know. I'm the one that triggers it all the time. I'm kind of obsessed with this topic at this point in my life. Sorry. But it's true, and it's all over the place. We're moving so far and getting so extreme with the rhetoric that we're creating it's almost like going into iraq you know when we went into iraq and we would napalm or or bomb villages and they would say you're creating more terrorists you're creating more of the opposite radicals that you're creating exactly what you're fighting against with this rhetoric i don't understand how people don't see that at some point because everybody's affected by this Like, this woman, if you were to put some batshit conservative stuff in front of her, she's going to dig her heels in even more, and she's going to become more passionate about her, I'm assuming, progressive liberal views, right? She could could be aware of that, but she lacks the self-awareness to understand that she's having the same exact effect on other people.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, right. It's like, Todd, you had mentioned before we started recording about... uh, um Comey being interviewed by uh, uh, Colbert. Stephen, Colbert, yeah. Stephen Colbert. And yeah. he, he asked him indignantly if he really thought that the left was, was responsible for electing Donald Trump.
0: No, that's, that's not what he that, – that was not let, – let's get the context correct. Now, he did not ask if he thought the left was. He, he, he said the people, that the, the people okay. were responsible for George Bush. And, and Colbert indignantly, oh, are you saying that we're responsible for Donald Trump? That the voters are responsible for Donald like this really indignant tone like no, you cannot internalize this. We have to blame some external source for this. We cannot be responsible. My viewers cannot be told that they right, are responsible right, right. for Donald Trump. That was the tone of the 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 uh, response in the question Steve was clutching his pearls he <laughs> well, right, was putting it, on he was putting on performance art for his audience is what he was doing
1: certainly, but uh, i mean, I mean yeah the <laughs> the yeah. the the left <laughs> the left is responsible the left is every bit as responsible as the, the people that voted for d- directly voted for Donald Trump are yeah they spent so that, much time and that's part of it the, this woman's so, tweets are a perfect
2: example of why we have Trump in office right now they spent so much time laughing at him mocking him that the news gave him what 3 billion dollars worth of free fucking exposure at least i think right. it's yeah. more
0: than that yeah
2: I mean, if he'd have paid for all the fucking FaceTime he got on national news, not including international news, just national news, if it's even if it's less than $3 billion, if it's a billion or more, that is in fucking sane. And for people to go, I had nothing to do with it. I'm sorry, were you sharing Donald Trump is never going to be president tweets or, or memes? Right. Were you talking shit? Were you talking down to every person who said they supported Donald right. Trump? <laughs>
1: Right, there's a... There's a two billion, billion one, Rich. Th- there's two a, billion.
2: There's
1: a direct one-to-one relationship between the people who directly voted for Trump and the people who are responsible for putting Trump in office. But it, if, uh, if this house got robbed, you know that would be the fault of the person who robbed it, right? hmm But if Rich knew that for the last month he's been telling me to lock the front door and I laugh him off and go... Pfft, we live in Livonia. No one's breaking in here. That's ridiculous. And I constantly, consistently left the front door unlocked. Well, then that would be on me, too, wouldn't it? Okay. I would have to yeah. take some of that responsibility for my place getting robbed.
3: Wait. The Street.com says Trump wrote $5 billion in free media to the White House. The failing New York Times is saying $2 billion. So That's why they're failing. They're missing half the money.
0: So I don't know the, what figure you want to
3: The fact that it's any billion. The is, number doesn't matter. It, it, yeah.
0: Yeah, the, the 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 specific number really doesn't matter at all, and it's it's not just people on, on social media. I mean, there, there's how much how much of that was provided by news organizations discussing his uh, outrageous tweets. Yeah, re basically retweeting him over and over and over again on the front page of their digital and print editions. How much of that? I mean, th- th- this was this isn't new. This was being discussed before the election, how much free publicity and free political advertising the networks were giving the man. This was a big topic back in 2016, before the election. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: not to get off the subject of uh, the, the professor from Fresno, though, What what is going to happen to this woman? Is she really protected by her tenure? Well, <coughs> is she- no,
0: she's protected by the First Amendment because Fresno State is a state... University. It's a state entity. Uh, well, there you and go. they are bound by the First Amendment. The First Amendment protects, you know, most people, we've, we've said this before, most people are just staggeringly ignorant about what the First Amendment actually means. It doesn't mean you can just run around and say whatever you want without consequences. But it does mean that the government cannot suppress your speech and if fresno state fires her because of something she said on her personal twitter account there is a train of thought that says that that would be government uh suppression of speech because it's a yeah. state the well the,
3: state. The, the, uh, right. who owns twitter account
2: that what? would be my that would be my next question
0: what
2: who owns the twitter account is it a personal one or is it is a school dot edu yeah. one
0: it's not her. It, well, I'm, I'm assuming that most. How many Twitter accounts are <laughs> affiliated with the school? Like Jamel Harris, when she went on ESPN and started telling people to boycott advertisers, right? That was her personal. That was her personal Twitter account, but it was tagged with ESPN. She was raising yeah. followers based on her association with ESPN. So she associated her Twitter account with ESPN. Right. But that's that. That those are two. Th- 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 those aren't um uh equal uh, um the same thing because ESPN it's, is not a gov- it's not a government yeah. organization. You Fresno State is. Well, I mean if enough
2: students, well, here's the thing. This isn't going to happen, but this is probably the only way I could see her not continuing to work at this university if is if enough students just didn't take her fucking classes. But we both we all know that conservative students or centrist students or however non-fucking indoctrinated students on college campuses these days are in the minority so she just probably doubled her fucking class size with this shit and don't think that she wasn't quite well aware of she's raising her fucking her profile in the public in 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 by extension, at the college by doing this, or at the college in an extent, you know what, you get what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I had it right first, so I'm going to
2: try to back it up. Well,
3: she'll probably it, lose her tenure when she gets her show on MSNBC this fall.
0: You know, the, the, the one thing that, that really gets me about this, and I mentioned in the pre-show, the people, conservatives, who are howling about the, suspre- the suppression of free speech on college campuses. When it comes to conservative speakers coming and you know people like Milo, whatever the fuck his last name is, and right. being protested and violence and all this stuff and not having conservative voices heard, that somehow is an outrage against American values. But they want this woman fired because she said something they didn't agree with. There's well, really, a big – this isn't all conservatives now. <laughs> a lot of conservatives that I've seen and that I've read since this happened Are saying exactly the same thing. You cannot have that double standard. A lot of them are. So to be fair, but there are a lot of them out there that are just being reactionary about it and saying basically cut the bitch's tongue out. It shouldn't. That's that good old Reagan conservatives right there. Get the bitch fired.
1: I just feel like the only appropriate response to this is to just shake your head and go, "Well, that's America. She's free to speak her mind."
0: That's it exactly. And let Fresno State. You know, let let Fresno State if they if she damaged the brand. Fine. If she embarrassed the university in their eyes, fine. They can take action. Right. But this isn't a free speech issue. It's, it, she shouldn't be silenced just because she said something that somebody found offensive.
2: You know you know the, the more interesting issue to me in this is the fact that if this was a college professor who said this about I don't know, Jimmy Carter's wife. Right. You know, uh, the backlash and tut-tutting and go sit on the naughty step from the media to this to, to this professor, this this fictional professor, would be overwhelming. But the media isn't taking her to task for doing this. They're just reporting on her doing it and people being outraged, which tells you right there. So pretty much you agree with her, or or you don't disagree with her. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can frame it any way you want, half full, half empty, doesn't matter. There's still water in the fucking glass, and that's so. So the next and and to me, it's like that's fine. That's how it should be. But the next time someone comes out and says Michelle Obama looks like she's got a dick, (laughs) and people are oh, he can't. He he should never work again, and he should be fucked in the ass in prison. Shut the fuck up. Seriously, you hypocritical, cocksucking piece of shit. Until you were saying the same thing about the people on your side, you can eat my fucking ass. Yeah, that's
1: just the thing. If she <laughs> was going off on Twitter about fuck Carl Castle, everybody would switch their opinion of this, of this issue. Yeah. The left would be coming after her, and the right would be defending her free speech. Right. Yep. We're all terrible now
0: if she would have well, said I mean, the same thing i mean if there was a, you could take the exact same verbiage the exact same context and just change a name to a to a liberal and all of a sudden yep. half of the country would change its opinion on what was yep. written and that's fucked i mean it it i don't even it, it's not even fu- it's just it's so common now it's such a common uh characteristic of the debate and the discourse now it is it's pointless yes. It's fucking pointless to even engage it anymore because you already know the response. Nobody's putting any thought into this shit. Nobody's putting any, any real brain power. Nobody's synapses are firing. They're just in some sort of primate reactionary rage.
3: It's like religion.
0: It's the same thing. It's, it's, I've been saying that for months now. It's the same exact it taken thing. It is taking on
3: the characteristics of like going to church on Sunday.
0: It's
2: the same shit.
0: Well, it's, I mean, preaching, guys, it's preaching the scripture, man.
2: You know, I was listening to Sam, uh, a Sam Harris interview today, and he was talking about a so-called debate he got into with a gentleman, and he caught himself in the middle of this debate where he said, all we were doing was playing ideolo- ideological, ideological pin-pong. That's it. Yeah. right? Yeah. He yeah. would hit a point to me, I'd hit my, my counterpoint back. At no point did either of us concede anything, At no point did we address any specific parts of the other person's so-called argument because everything was broken down into easily digestible sound bites that we were just barfing back and forth to, uh, you know, or or, excuse me, uh, uh, volleying back and forth to each other. Right. Trump's a criminal. Uh, Well, Comey's a criminal. It's good versus versus evil.
0: evil. Going back to the religion thing, it's good versus evil right versus wrong. It's not exploring options. It's not trying to find common ground or compromise. It's my side good, your side bad. You know, I That's can't simple. Th- it's like children.
1: And centrist being the
2: ultimate evil. And I, cannot, exactly. I wish I could remember his name. He's a former CIA uh, operative. He was on Joe Rogan one time, and he was talking about... Joe Rogan brought up how do you operate in a world where more and more... We're, we're trying to divide everything up black, white, left, right, good, evil, like you guys were saying. And he said, myself personally, I don't fall for that. He goes, there's bad people who won in history and there's bad people who lost in history. And on a long enough timeline, everybody's got dirt in their closet, period. And it's there is no good versus evil in this. There's people who will go, well, I want to take your freedom of speech from you, or I want to take your freedom to do this from you, or your ability to do this. I want to crack down with, with regulations and laws and use the police as, a, as a, you know, an occupational force in our cities, whatever. Does that really make them evil? Because if you talk well, to them, I guarantee you they think they're doing it for the better good.
0: Well, the problem is, is that uh, they're both right in some sense, and they're both wrong in some sense. Right? Because if you look at, I guess, conservative values and you look at, uh, liberal values, there are elements that are, that are ancient that have come from you know, the, the the time when societies were starting to form and we were starting to figure out how to live together to keep from having to fight off the wolves alone, right? We had to figure out these these sort of core values and ways to cooperate. What was important to keep a society afloat and to keep it functioning, to keep people comfortable and alive? And there are elements of liberalism and elements of conservatism that are important, right? But we've lost sight of that. We've completely lost sight of the fact that both of these sides, both of these sides, these ideologies, these religions, it's like taking part of Islam and part of Christianity and saying, wow, both of these religions (laughs) and both of these ideologies have elements that need to be held. They need to be held onto. But we can't now because we have to fight for one or the other. So if we fight for liberalism, then we have to sort of re, um, reflexively reject everything about conservatism now. Right. And that means throwing out all of the good parts of conservatism. Mm-hmm. And, if we, and if you're a conservative now, you have to completely abandon – everything that's good and right about liberal ideas but there are elements to both that are important so how do right, you like, survive that way and to answer your question i, I think uh, something that i heard you say rich is that how do you how do you exist like that if you want to see the result of it you look at the middle east mm-hmm. that's that's the result of it i mean that's in a religious context but you can you can extrapolate that out into a, a, an ideological context Jews and Muslims in in Israel. They cannot, they refuse to live together because the other is evil. That's where we're headed. Sweet.
1: So, so what does the left, what do liberals do if Trump actually
0: makes some headway with Kim Jong il? That's exactly right. You know what they're going to do? And I'll make this prediction right now, right here, to your thousands of unregimented listeners (laughs) at ChristopherMedia.net. What's going to happen is that he could do everything on that peninsula to de-escalate the tensions he could get kim jong-un to get rid of every one of his nuclear weapons and the liberal religion will find a way to discount it it's one of the best things and one of the most most one of the most think about this for a second obama couldn't do it bush couldn't do it nobody could do it donald trump is making headway Somehow. I don't know how. I have no fucking idea (laughs) how. Whatever, whatever. Only Nixon can go to China. That's what I'm thinking. He seems to be making headway at this point. What? I didn't hear either one of you. Sorry.
1: I I was just saying that, I mean, we don't really know if he's making headway, but he seems to be making better progress than his
0: president: south, south korea said today i read something somewhere where south korea some official or someone in south korea said that he's ready to denuclearize to de- you don't think that's headway? really
1: no okay i take it back because i did not see that
0: yeah I, I don't remember exactly where i saw it either but there's something going on
2: yes a- absolutely then maybe he's making headway because as much as neither of them would want to admit this they kind of got a man crush and a little five-eighth of a chubby for both of each, for each other. <laughs> it could be. But either way, let's get Because it's back. like, if let's they start, start stay, fucking each other, it's as close to fucking someone you love as you're ever going to come.
0: So. Let's, let's stay to the point, though, because I think, it's, I think it's an important one that Aaron mentioned. And that is that he, he could pull this off. He could, literally, I think literally, I'm not saying this hyperbolically, he could find the cure for cancer floating in his little log of feces floating in the toilet there in the White House. And liberals would find a way... To find, a, They would find a way to dismiss it, to diminish it, to nothing. So
1: how do yeah, you... Uh, there, there'd be some conspiracy theory about how he I, caused most of the
0: cancer that he cured. Exactly. So now, now let's, let's be fair here because the conservative, the batshit Tea Party wing of conservatism did the same thing to Obama. Yes.
1: Well, it's like we've seen this happen every time that we've gotten into any kind of skirmish, right? We haven't been in an official war. We haven't had an official declaration of war. And yet we've had all these conflicts across the world over decades. And depending on which president signs off on it is is uh, determined who's going to be outraged that they didn't go to Congress right. and get official approval. Right. Like, yeah, oh, they were somebody- pull- pulling that shit on Trump. Well, yeah, you know, somebody- he, did this, uh, he, he did this attack on Syria without going to Congress. That's what's wrong with it. You somebody had nothing posted- to
0: say about it when Obama did that, really. Somebody posted a letter that he that somebody wrote, some letter of protest, some congressman, about the Syria strike without the authorization of Congress. And yeah. then I think posted something else that a conservative wrote up when Obama struck I don't know if it was Syria, who it was, but they said yeah. the same exact thing. And uh, of course, when Obama did it. All the Democrats were silent. Ah, it's just it's just uh, him protecting America. But now <laughs> it's 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 ridiculous. Right. And how oh, he no, can- he was a
1: hero. This is why this is why we need somebody like Obama in office because he's right. compassionate and he will, you know, act on these things and he's worried about the Syrian people.
0: Right. Funny how that changes, isn't it? And people see this. People understand this, I think, explicitly on some level. You cannot be that stupid. If you're listening to this podcast, you're not that stupid to not be able to see that every time it comes around. But what it comes down to and what it boils down to, I, I, I honestly believe this. I think we're so flooded with information and with data and it's what I was talking about a couple of weeks ago that I think most of the people that we are talking about when it comes to this, the, um, the dialectic, the religious dialectic in the context of politics, I think most of these people have just given the fuck up because they don't know what to think. Anymore, they don't trust their government, and they've become gotten to the point where they become contemptuous of the other half of the country, and that's that's yeah. a really that's a very significant thing if you think about it. Because if put your, put yourself in the in the context of a marriage, you can have arguments with your wife. You, a couple of you guys have been married, right? You can have an argument sure. with your wife, yeah. right? But when you start to feel contempt towards your wife, I mean authentic contempt. Mm -hmm. How long is that marriage going to last? And that's where we are now, ideologically and politically, as a country, where we're starting to feel legitimate contempt for the other, air quotes, side. We have no commonality, no common bond left, no sense of affection left for each other as countrymen, as Americans. None. We hate each other. We are getting to that point where we see... We or we see the other, the people who believe differently than we do, as subhuman. A lot of the problem,
2: and I don't know how we got to this point. I mean, I can't. There's no one thing I can pinpoint and go, "That's it," or "That's the lion's share of the reason why we're at this point." But it's not enough. And I find this online, you know, reading people going back and forth, conversations I have, conversations I overhear. It's not enough to get for a person to agree with you. Like, for example. If someone says you pro birth, you pro choice, Mm -hmm. and you go, "I'm pro choice." Oh, so you support a woman's right to choose. I support anybody's right to do anything they want with their own body legally until that child is born. That child is not a person in the eyes of the law. So, if that person wants to evict that child from their body, that's their business. Oh, so but do you think abortion's murder? If they can live, if if the kid could live outside of the mother's body and she has an abortion at that point, yeah, it's murder oh my god! you're a horrible it's not good enough i'm pro choice though I right. have to think exactly like them, and that's the thing you These are people who are trying to not only get you to concede a point the few that are willing to do that i mean that that the few that are willing to debate on on the extreme Anymore, that is. It's not just concede a point or rethink your, you know, your stance. It's no, no. You, you have to stop thinking like you think and think exactly like me. Then that's a win for me,
0: right? But that's that's the good versus evil, black and white, good and bad. It's not opinions it's, anymore. It's, <laughs>
2: the I, it's the same thing. It's the I, same thing. I got kicked out of a Sunday school class for because, you know, I we're talking about missionaries. I said, so you go up to these people who are starving who who. I've been living in huts and shit and drinking dirty water, and you offer them clean water, and you offer them this and that. But if they read this book and take Jesus as their Savior, how many of them do you think are going to keep praying to Jesus once you leave that town? Well, I got them saved. That's all that matters. I'm like, you think God wants a bunch of people who were bribed into loving him? And, of course, that was a bridge too far for that
0: class. So I was asking. <laughs> Well, that's, that's, that's a really short, uh, short bus kind of special God. Yeah, I think God knows better. Yeah, that's a, that's <laughs> if a petty, that's a petty, <laughs> petty motherfucking God right there. <laughs> that's a petty, petty fucking religion right there. It has nothing to do with God. But yeah, I mean, that's, but that, that's it though, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's, you are flawed. You are wrong. You're a heretic. You're a blasphemer. You're a pagan because of what you think. That is religious fundamentalism. But you know what
2: scares these people on the, on the extremes is when they run into someone who just so happens, I'm talking about myself, who just don't give a fuck. And they're like, so you feel abortion after a certain point in, in the, in the pregnancy's murder. Yup. And you're okay with that. Yup. Well, what about, you know, school children getting killed by automatic weapons? First of all, there's no automatic weapons that were used in in the latest school shooting. Second of all, yeah, well, that's going to happen when you have fucking a country that still has weapons in it. Sorry. Oh, my God. I just, I, what do you want me to fucking say? Do you want me to lie to you and tell you? I'm not the, this is why I'm not a good parent. I won't look at my kid and say, you can grow up and be anything. I won't look at my kid and say, everything's going to be all right. Hard work is its own reward. I'm going to look at my kid when they go, do daddy, you believe in, in God and in Jesus? No. Why? Because th- there's no proof. I hope there's something. I'm not going to lie to my, I'm not going to lie to people and I'm not going to lie to myself. There's a lot of people walking around who play the role. Oh. I'm so concerned about the children until it comes to abortion, and all the right. pro-birth people are so concerned about children until it comes to dead kids well, in classrooms. Well, I mean, look what what
1: keeps uh, most religions going. You- <coughs> Sorry, <coughs> is that is not that everybody that's attending church and and you know going to these uh, you know. Other church events and stuff like that This is about community, right? Absolutely This is yep. uh, about having a place And knowing where that place is and, and that making you feel comfortable in your own life It's not that everybody that's <laughs> attending these events Has this like fervent belief in God Some of them so, might even be questioning But they're not willing to step away from And, and, and deal with the, the possible even ridicule And being exiled from that community Right
0: they have and, a word for it, fellowship. And, you know that's part of part of the, right. the ritual of going to church. They actually have fellowship meetings, which is basically like like you said, it's feeling a, a like you're part of something.
1: Yeah. So part if you want to be part of this something, this anti as a, like this something being an anti-Trump movement, or just part of uh, you know the, the uh, Democratic Party, then you know, you've got to toe the line. Well, it's tri- it's I, I, I doubt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I doubt they believe most of their own bullshit. They're using it as a means to an end. Enrich well, themselves, feel tighter with their community, feel like they're doing something.
0: Well, it also relieves people like- of the burden of having to ask questions and seek answers, because exactly. the answers are always provided via religion or politics, ideology, whatever. It what really is. As a relief to be able to be told what to think and what to believe,
2: one of the first things—it—I'm uh, it, <laughs> just thinking of a uh, any random twelve-step program. One of the first, it, their indoctrination technique is 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 tried and true to at least to get you excited about being there at first. Mm-hmm. Now whether they can hold your interest is another story, but you know, you walk in as a newcomer, they're telling you you're the most important person there. That you need to get involved with as much as you can. You know, they'll try to get you to be a treasurer. They'll try to get you to, 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 you know, come set up for the meeting, come tear down the meeting the minute you walk through the door. Unless you're just one of those people with resting serial killer face that walks through the door, sits at the table, says pass, gets up and walks out. Mm -hmm. If you are social at all, they're going to try to suck you in. And I just, the first time I went into one of them, I just kept having flashbacks of almost every time I walked into a new church. Yeah, because it was the same fucking indoctrination process into the cult. It,
0: we're all here, yeah, I we're don't all see friends, and
2: you're the most important person here. I've been, to, because, I've been to
0: AA as well. I know, I didn't ever see it as. I understand exactly where you're coming from, and you and I are going to find a lot of common ground on AA, brother. <laughs> I guarantee it. But. As far as I, I always saw that as a place, t- as a way, and a technique to make you feel welcome and a part of some. I didn't see that as an indoctrination, because nobody wants to walk into a meeting feeling vulnerable when they're going to have to feel like they're going to have to discuss some some a flaw in their character. All right, whether the terminology is right or wrong, they're not going to want to discuss something that's wrong with them in a in in a setting where they do not feel welcome and a part of it.
1: it it's and that's, like saying. Like imagine your first day at a new school, and you're like, "Well, it, on your first day in new school, you're going to have to get up in front of everyone and tell them about
2: how you masturbate." <laughs> yeah Right. right. Well no, sometimes I hit it from the back, and then sometimes I change hands right. and cup the balls. Yeah.
0: And, and if that <laughs> was an accredited was institution <laughs> It's back yeah. sour, baby.: No. I mean, I, I, get, I, I understand where you're coming from. And a, a lot of, like I said, we are going to, if we were to discuss this for an hour, we'd have more common ground than, than we'd disagree on. But at this point, I, don't, I never saw it that way. Uh, it, it felt we weird. It felt odd. But you're vulnerable. And you want to feel like you're a part of it. And I think that's their way of making you feel like you are a part of the group because you need uh, to be. Yeah. You need to be comfortable with it.
1: And, and that ties directly into what we're talking about the correlations with politics, too, the, the, the feeling of vulnerability. In, in this case yeah. coming from a feeling of helplessness like Absolutely. I want to do something I don't know how we ended up in this place but I want to do something to change it and that's a that's a good and pure motive but when you don't know how to like actively uh use that energy to accomplish something then you just sure. hit your train to the to to the, the rest of them and uh, and follow the movement
0: Yeah and how how often how many people do you know that if you were to ask them if, they have a, if they're have if they overwhelmed by how much information they're flooded with on a daily basis, and can they make perfect sense of everything? Can they sort it? Can they put it into context? Can they, they go up that uh, data, information, knowledge, wisdom pyramid with it? How many people yeah. do you know of who are comfortable enough, even in their own skin, to tell themselves that they, they can't make sense of that? Very, very few people. It's real easy, I think. When you're yeah, overwhelmed no. and you don't have any concept of what how to make heads or tails top or bottom out of everything, to just jump into the one that makes you feel the best and let Let's, them do the thinking and the sorting for you,
1: right? I, everyone has like a, an initial reaction. Do you hear a piece of news? And you're like, "Well, that's." You read a headline and you make an assumption about that, and that's just human nature. It's a conscious right? bias, but. But I think most intelligent people actually analyze their own reaction to that. Why am I thinking that? Why am I automatically thinking by this headline that Trump must be guilty? All I did was read a headline in the Washington Post. Why am I thinking that automatically?
0: I got to ask, but, do you but, really but nobody, think most intelligent people do that? Do you think they're that self-aware?
1: Well, I, I guess um, not to be a non-answer, but I feel like that is the definition of an intelligent person. <laughs> Or one of no, that's
0: no, that's the yeah. that's a definition of a self aware person. You can be really intelligent and have absolutely no self awareness whatsoever. I I offer Moonbeam as <laughs> my example of choice. Very, very intelligent young lady. She has no sense of self awareness at all when it comes to politics and ideology.
1: All right. I mean, it's kind of an amorphous term, anyways. Intelligence, right? What defines it anyway? But I I, I see your point. But you're saying that it's not necessarily a, a, about your IQ. There's a certain, um, well, I don't know, what, like an emotional sense of yourself? Of, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh,
0: the, the ability to analyze your own reactions. The ability to sit back and say, why am I feeling this way about this? Why am yeah. I reacting to this this way? I don't think most people do that. I really don't. I think people feel it and they react. And they, if they're having a sense of anxiety about something, they'll externalize it and blame it on something else. They'll blame yeah. it on Trump. They're reading a headline that's making them feel anxious. Maybe they don't understand the anxiety and they're reading it. They'll just automatically blame Trump or the Washington Post or whatever. And the anxiety may actually be cognitive dissonance in their head, that yeah. they know the headline's bullshit. They know their reaction to it. And their yeah. acceptance or their rejection of it is bullshit. But they're misinterpreting the emotion and externalizing it on some source that keeps them from having to take responsibility for the exploration of their own mind and emotions.
1: I, I guess it's, it's just kind of puzzling to me, and maybe I want to think that more people have that level of emotional intelligence about themselves, because it seems like such a natural state for me. You know, I, Anytime that I'm manipulated emotionally, I kind of want to know why. And it doesn't <laughs> yep. mean that I'm not, I'm any less likely. I might even be more likely to cry uh, from a TV show or a, s- a good song or maybe even a stupid commercial. But afterwards, I go, what was it about that? You know, that right. certainly the performances were good, the writing was good, and they used that music, just the right music and the right way that came in that really re- got me. And, you know, I want to analyze that and pull it apart and, and find out how, in what way am I being manipulated here? And I don't think most people do that. And manipulation isn't, nece- isn't a bad thing in and of itself. We all we all manipulate each other in our inter- sure. interactions. We want, we want to modulate that relationship in a certain way
0: that, that works to our advantage. Well, the, the people the, the, that the, do that, the people that create that content of that art that has mm-hmm. that effect on you, found a way to communicate and relate to you. Yeah, It's not necessarily manipulation. It may be I guess an apt term in some contexts, Well, but manipulation.
1: Not and like, if I if I want a job, I'm going to dress up and I'm going to speak proper and I'm going to know what I want to talk about. Right, right, right. You know, there's certain things that I'm going. All of those things are manipulations that I that I'm trying to to use to my advantage. But yeah, to to be completely blind to that, it, it, it I feel like you have to determinedly, like, actively be ignorant about it?
0: I don't think so. I, I, I don't think... You, you I feel I, like I, that's a more a, natural state? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I really do. I, I Just because of the stuff that I've experienced myself, uh, again, I'm not going to get into all this. I've done it on my own podcast enough, but the stuff that I've gone through over the last 15 years and uh, some of the people I've met, the conversations I've had, the experiences I've had, um yeah. It takes a lot of work to get there, and I don't think that it's not the natural state of things. We surely are not bred that way. We are not conditioned to be that way. Definitely not. I I, I strongly, I I strongly, I think I'm inclined to disagree. Evolution
1: has shaped us to be
0: purely reactional beings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's ego. I mean, it's it's a sense of self awareness that most animals don't have. You know, I've I've said a million times, our ego and our sense of self awareness is infantile. It's not developed as much as we'd like to think it is. It's not it, even, it has, it's, its, it's barely in its adolescent stage. Hey man, it's like a pestilent teenager.
3: I've been saying it for five right. years. I see it it's, when we, when I travel. We are so not self aware. Like it's, it just, cause I like to see, I, I see us in the wild every two weeks, quite honestly. Like when we're in a big herd, Like just as a group, we gotta work on self awareness. Like.
1: Yeah. I I guess it does go hand in hand. Like there's a a self-awareness and a a situational awareness that most people are lacking. Yeah, what we're discussing how their behavior is affecting others. No, but
3: I'm just—it's just—it's on a different level. But I'm just saying, like it's just just. If you have no idea what's going on around you, like then you have no idea what's going on around you in a bigger sense.
0: See, I well, think what, that we're discussing, the, what we're discussing, yes. though, is it, we're, just, we're, we're kind of discussing, I think, two different things. What you and I were discussing, Aaron, is introspection and being self-aware of the internal mechanism of our psychology and our emotions. Uh-huh. And what Chris well, is discussing is being aware, like he used the phrase, out in the wild, how you interact and how your uh, actions and yeah. activities in society affect other people. Those it's, are two completely different things.
1: It's kind of scary and I guess I, I maybe I'm just in denial about the how widespread it is, but to think that somebody could have both of those to lack both of those attributes. So not I would think that if a, a person who doesn't it seems ignorant of the people around them and unaware of how their actions affect mm-hmm. them are the ones that are all up in their head and constantly pulling things apart. But you could, you know, be shutting the world out, and the only thing that's going in your head, on in your head, is whatever reality TV show Aaron gets. that right. uh,
0: you watched last Aaron night. Aaron is right.
3: smelling what I'm stepping in. Like I'm, tr-
1: you're connecting the dots
0: for me. The thing is, is that when you the, – the, this goes back to old Greek philosophy. I think it was Plato or whoever it was that said the self-examined life is not worth living. Once you start right. to gain introspection and understand yourself, it's the foundation of the thing that's the, the, the uh, Nascite Epsom thing that's written on the Oracle of Delphi, know thyself. Because once you can get to the point where you can internalize and start truthfully and honestly examining your own thought processes, your own emotions, understanding and knowing yourself intimately, then you can start understanding other people. And then you start to gain empathy, you start to gain an understanding of the effects that not you have on other people while you're out the the two are connected, but it starts with the ability to examine yourself because through your own self examination you start to understand other people you said they they are connected, mm-hmm. but yeah uh. There are two separate things that are, I, I think are connected. So if you had, don't have the ability and you're completely self-lobotomized when it comes to understanding who you are and what you are and how your emotions and your mind works, if you've lobotomized that part, you have no capability of understanding anyone else and how your uh, uh, your actions and how you, the ripples and waves and effects that you have out in the real world. You can't understand it. Ding, ding, ding. I also think there's just yeah. a lot of people who don't care
2: to understand it and don't care to how how anything affects
0: anybody else? No, that's true. Yeah, and and if you look at the culture, and you look at uh, the narcissistic nature of things, and how that sort of has bloomed over the last fifteen years or so, you know, uh, be yourself and and don't compromise who you. Blah, 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 all this other stuff. I mean, there there is a myriad, I think, of effects where we're being sold a bill of goods, I'm literally sold. Uh, the idea that we do not need to examine ourselves and question ourselves, that we are victims, we're being oppressed, we're being attacked, all of these I mean, again, I think we could do a show a day for two weeks on this topic and probably not even begin to really uh, understand it all.
1: Well, well,
0: or explain all, it all. I'm wondering how much this uh,
1: this lack of self-introspection is less about apathy and more about fear, where You know, you do pick apart apart your own thoughts, and you're kind of frightened by what you find. Yeah, because that seems to you know uh, I'm abnormal. And why would I think that? Why would I have thoughts like that? If I said those out loud, people would think that I was insane. Well, yeah, if I said everything that I thought out loud, anybody take anybody's thoughts and force them to say every thought in their head, and (laughs) you're going to go that person is insane. There's, I've got a, this, uh, there's a the, reason why we have internal monologue no, answers I've answers to questions you've never wanted to ask.
0: I've got this thing that I came up with, I mentioned I think a few weeks ago, called the marrow of humanity. I never really developed the, uh, the idea completely out. But we all, each and every one of us, I don't care who you are, and if you sit there and say you don't have it, you're a liar, you need to go away. You need to go live in a cave or hang yourself because you're a piece of shit and you don't understand what you're saying. That every one of us, I don't care who you are, has this inner child, this inner core of who we really are, yeah. and is buried between underneath layers of, of of so many walls, so many rocks, so many blankets that we hide away from the world. Everybody has that, and occasionally, when nobody's around, it'll come out and play, right? But we are we feel so vulnerable and so um, afraid to let that come out. But everybody has it. And that's the one thing I've been, I've been sort of obsessing about trying to find something that we all have in common rather than focusing on our divisions and our divisiveness. We, I'm not going to go back into the, the political, ideological, religious shit again, but that's the thing we need. And I think it, I think that that, that commonality resides there. But that requires vulnerability. Sharing that with other people requires you to be vulnerable. And in the digital existence we live in, in the matrix we live in, vulnerability, that's where vulnerability goes to be gang raped. Just name the show. (laughs) (laughs) Where vulnerability goes to be gang raped. But you you see what I'm saying?
2: Yes, I'm with you. That's because we've created a world and a society where loyalty and trust, if, if 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 you do have, if you are loyal and you do trust people, you're a sucker. You're a sucker. Because eventually something's going to happen because you you let your guard down, and maybe not maybe not the people closest to you, but but there's going to be a line of people waiting to tell you how stupid you were to trust and be loyal to people in the first place. Well, and so and so, what's the choice? You either you either get you either get to be a fucking hard ass who doesn't look like a fool, or you get to be the you get to be the cautionary tale and laughing stock.
1: You know, this is, you, I mean, in you, the history of evolution, this is just called survival, right? We well, had to. Never, we had to evolve to a certain point as a species, to where we had the the ability to uh, even picture more than 150 people in
0: our heads. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. The society and, that we're we're in has gotten so large, and so we used to be able to choose those people, and those would be the only people that we would be around, the only community we would associate with. Right. But now, if we
1: want to be part of the world, and you know, buy shit from China on Amazon and have it shipped to us. We have to have a certain level of trust of people that we have no idea who these people are. Yeah, I'll give you one star. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it's. Um, so I just disconnected about, from the, the the thought we were on. <laughs> Sorry. I no, no, no. we, we kind of
1: went out there. Music man, that's the answer. If we could all just attend one the same Fish concert
0: we Work out all of
1: our problems.
0: You and take me. me to a fish concert. I'm going to kick your ass in front of Anna Kendrick. I will emasculate you in front of Anna.
1: Here's here's what we need to fish? do. I don't think she's a fish fan. Yeah. No, I mean because not She has taste.
2: It. Yeah, I she's think so. too young for that. <laughs> Even though she did that stupid cup song. <laughs> I bet you she likes Mumford and Sons.
1: No, I can see. She
2: does. I can see that. Uh, okay. anyway. <clears throat> Anyways, oh, um, you're probably right, Rich. Uh no. Yeah, we can. We can. Dose up people with fluoride and shit. We can't get some ecstasy in the water. <laughs>
3: right.
2: Yeah. Just some low grade shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, Silo- yeah, has just to just be like uncut- a little psilocybin. Chill everybody out. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This is a really, guys, this is a really important thing, though. I think that uh, you're, you're starting, I think, in my head anyway, and everything that I have come up with and come to, I've, I've got notebooks full of shit. I don't have anybody to talk to about this stuff, so I write. And that's how I sort of philosophize with myself. And I have notebooks. That are all leading to basically what we 've just been talking about, and i don't have again I don't have a lot of that sausage party hope that there's going to be some the only thing that I can see that can happen is that in order for people to get out of their egocentric little cages is this something an earthquake asteroid civil war an invasion something has something catastrophic and collectively traumatic has to happen because we're not going to do it ourselves. We're not going to put this, you know, um, escapist soma back in the bottle and start engaging in self-exploration and understanding of other people without some sort of a trigger. It's just not going to happen. It's too easy to bask in this uh, warm bathwater of egocentrism. Well, it's just also... We
2: need to stop lying to ourselves and be honest with ourselves. Humans love conflict. I've been in relationships that were going smooth as fuck, but one of us would sabotage it just to get some conflict going. Because it, 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 it's 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 like I see people who are addicted to it. This last week's been a kind of a a, a refresher course in why I kind of keep to myself. I won't go into details, but I spent time with a bunch of different people. And, you know, at the end of that time, I was like, holy shit, I used to live like that. I mean, every single day, it's looking for something to get into an argument about, looking for something to pick on whoever's closest to you. Well, and it's, it's, they, they, they love it. They, I
1: I mean, but that's, that's like deflection, right? I mean. If they were thinking about their own shit, if they were being introspective and working out their own problems, then they wouldn't have time. <laughs> they wouldn't even make sense to, to, to seek the conflict elsewhere. But you, you've got to, you know, you might be angry about your situation, but you, if you can't direct that anger at yourself, then you've got to point it somewhere. It's got to be somebody else's problem or fault. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know, I just, I guess I, I, you know, in some of the examples I'm thinking of, it's just, I there's a level of narcissism that runs with every example I'm thinking of that it's just, ultimately, it's all about them, you know? And this, you know, no slight is too small to overlook. Mm-hmm. Nothing, you never just let anything slide. You always yeah. got to call out everybody. Well, that's, that's, that's the, the, but that's that's the, the, the culture now. That's the only way you can make yourself feel good is to go but literally Jerry Springer running 24/7. I watch that so I don't feel bad about as bad about myself cuz I'm like at least I'm not that.
0: But then that, that like, that's a
2: low bar.
0: <laughs> and narcissism is the new American virtue. I mean, look everywhere, everywhere you look at. I mean, you can look at identity politics. You can look at how everyone is a victim, how everyone has an oppressor now. And this doesn't have anything to do with black and white or feminism or any of this. I mean, every everything is about you. And, and, and it's about promoting the brand that is you and highlighting your group. That's I mean, it's, it's I don't know if it's textbook narcissism. I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist, but this we are in the golden age of narcissism. where Everything is about us or our group.
2: I mean, if you, if, and if you go back to, what, not even that long ago, 10, 15 years ago, I mean, I, I, one, of the, one of the subtexts of a show like The Sopranos was Tony Soprano resenting his psychiatrist, Dr. Melfi, for making him feel like he's one of these people that is now a victim, or he's in a group of, and he's like, what happened to the, you know, he's constantly saying, what happened to the strong silent type? Where's it, where's, you know, where's the Cary Grant type? Whatever, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And I remember one episode. He's like, "I resent. I I, I hate you and resent you yeah. for making me feel like this." And I'm kind of along those lines. Like I, I despise these people who have now, through constant barrage of bullshit, make me fucking take SJW. You know, uh, inventory of every fucking situation before I can even start to begin to, 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 to put it to the test and see what sticks and, you know, what's a bunch of bullshit. You know, okay, well, who was there? Were they, were they white or were they black? Were they a man or were they a woman? Right. Were they gay or are they straight? Were they trans or were they non-binary? Were they gender fluid? Blah, 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 blah. Right. And I just fucking hate them well, for it. it. Another you know, podcast it, it, Rich and I
3: listened to talk, we've been taught to count. We've been now conditioned to count. What do you mean? Okay. White, black, male, female. We've been taught to take inventory.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, there's, uh, we were talking about self introspection, uh, and self analyzing, and and we're talking about selfishness, right? And it seems interesting to me that, like, you would think that one could easily lead to the other, but it really doesn't. You know, the more you understand about yourself, the more you see yourself in other people and start exactly. to understand people better. Exactly. And whereas uh, the people who are not a- analyzing their own thoughts are really the selfish ones who are, are only thinking about themselves. And they think that they're, it, that they're integrating themselves with this bigger community because they all, you know, take your pick of of whatever the cause is or whatever you identify as, but they're not really understanding each other. And I I don't know if I have a a point there actually. I'm just it was interesting to me that you know, it, it would seem that the more that one sat and thought about their own being that that they could they would become a selfish person, right? That's all they think about is themselves. But Understanding yourself is just another way of understanding humans. I think but it can lead. It,
0: it can lead to self-absorption. You know, if you if you're too involved, if you're a, a, you know analyzing absolutely everything, internalizing everything all the time, you can get self-absorbed with that. You know, you've yeah, got to be able to externally line, relate. Yeah, you've got to yes. be able to externally relate at the same time. Yeah, I don't. There's a. You know, there's I don't a know where that line, line is. Where you, Yeah. yeah. I think it's called the spectrum actually
2: well, I mean if, if I don't know <laughs> even if even if I mean something i've tried to, autism something thing. I've tried to do in the last few years is try to take one thing, not necessarily give it a timeline, but try to change it about what I do and the first thing that that, that I did was because I started doing a show with you guys was I have to learn to stop saying you're never going to change my mind because right there, even if i don't literally mean that. In a conversation, mm-hmm. I'm setting that person up. To, basically, that person is either going to go, "Oh well, there's no point in even talking to you," right. which means I lost out on maybe being enlightened and thinking about, or, or showing a new way to think about a subject that I've only thought one way about before, or they're going to take it as an invite to start. Just you know, okay, so we're not even going to debate. We're just going to go right to the you know to the, to the personal text. Okay,
0: cool. Well, and, and, and beyond that, you've also lost the opportunity to have a dialogue with them and, and maybe enlighten them because they're not going to listen to anything you're going to say from that point forward. Yeah, Nothing, yeah. You, say, also, nothing you say matters because you're, you're, you're cognitively cemented.
1: So people, are so, so, people are so adamant about their beliefs, but it, it, when it comes to guns, it's almost ridiculous. Guns, is, That's probably one of the easiest things to change somebody's mind on. right? You are pro-gun. You believe that every American should own one. Okay, your son shoots himself. Instantly, your mind is changed on that issue. You're anti gun, and you're disgusted that your husband even has one in the house, and you want him to get rid of it, and then a guy breaks down your front door with the shotgun and takes you hostage, and your husband shoots him and saves your life. You've changed your mind on guns. Or your
0: buddy gets robbed by armed gunmen.
1: (laughs) Uh, Most of of these things, you know, to, to the average American, never happens. And, right, they, but and, when it, and therefore, when it they goes, don't get their mind changed.
0: Right, but life has but, a funny way of going from abstract to real. Yeah. And then you actually have to examine your beliefs when those sorts of events happen. Oh. It's no longer an abstract concept happening to someone else. When it happens to you.
1: Right. Well, watch what happens Holy when shit. my kid gets hit by an automated car. Right. My mind will change real quick. <laughs> right.
2: Well, I mean, yeah. it just, it, it, to me, it also goes back to. If you want to if you want something if you desperately want something to work then you're going to blindly believe in it until either you get smacked in the face with it or you're just going to keep you're just going to keep blindly having faith in it. You're going to have blind faith basically. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when whenever you know my brother and I start talking about AI He's like, why does everyone assume AI is, you know, going to be the downfall of humanity and blah, 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 and maybe it's not. Maybe, you know, it's the next step in evolution and this and that, and I'm like, all I can say is people who are right. way more intelligent than him and I put together have legitimate concerns that he throws out the window because he wants it to work so right. fucking bad.
1: Right. Well, you should also tell them that there's no next step in evolution that includes Homo sapiens hanging around
2: to, to witness it. Well, I mean, it, 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 well, I'm just you know, I, I'm just using it as meat an bags. example of of <laughs> Bender 2020. You meatbags yeah. had your chance. <laughs> but That's really uh, who we are, man. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's it's you, anytime I anytime I, I try to have a real conversation with people i noticed that there's a few things that they do that i'm like i gotta stop doing that myself yeah and i really thought because i was fucking stupid that most people were the same way i always walked (laughs) around assuming most people hated people who reminded them of the shit that they hate about themselves so if i see a behavior in you that i hate about me Fuck you. Right, right. You know what
1: yeah. I'm saying? Well, the, and that's the first place no my mind goes. If I'm mad at somebody about something, oh, well, this person's always doing this, and it's always pissing me off, you know? My kid's always leaving the towel, the wet towel, just on the floor, and it gets all mildewy smelling and shit. Why the fuck can't he hang it up, Right? I scrub my behavior. Do I always hang my towel up? If not, I'm, then I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and maybe correct my own behavior on this. But if I'm clean, then I'm going
0: to tell them. <laughs> well, this is hey. the thing. Rich said something very, very, very important. I, I naturally assume that everybody else does this. No, no, they don't. This is what you and I were discussing a few minutes ago, Aaron. No, people don't. People do not have that that, that tool in their toolbox.
2: And mm-hmm. see, it's you know some- what that is? On my part, <laughs> I'm going to call myself out. That's part of my narcissistic personality and my outlook on, well, if I do it, everybody else has to do it, right? Because I'm It's like a I'm lack some sort of... of
0: Honestly, yeah, it's, I, yeah. I don't know that it's narcissism. I, I wouldn't classify it as narcissism. I would, I would uh, maybe classify it as a lack of empathy. Yeah. To not understand that people don't necessarily – or haven't necessarily been equipped with that tool. Because it's not a natural thing. It's not a natural thing to sit here and, and self-examine. It's uncomfortable. I mean, when you're talking about the towel, Aaron, is that a comfortable thing for you to do? Is it something you really enjoy doing, examining and, and uh, analyzing your own behavior to see if it's any better than what pisses you off? That's uncomfortable. Right. It's not a natural act. I don't know why some of us, I mean, I, 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 I know exactly where I started doing this. I wasn't always like this. When Chris knew me back in 2000, I wasn't exactly like this. <laughs> far from it <laughs> I, there, there, this was a process I'd agree with that too. statement yeah this was a process there was a, a clear line where I figured out I know where this started with me and it took a conscious act it's not natural to do that well, I, don't, I, I don't know if, if that's the same with you guys but right no there's there's a second stage of growing up
1: for a person during their 20s that involves slowly pulling their head out of their ass
0: <laughs> hopefully
1: yes no, not not everyone achieves this stage. Sometimes not fully. Sometimes, you know.
0: And let's let's right. be let's be it's let's like be clear. It's like their testicles never fully descend. Let's be honest and, and understanding about some other things as well, that not all people have the time to be that introspective. You know, how I, if you have four kids and you're working 60 okay. hours a week, you have a naggy wife, you have a mortgage. Why would you want to bother with all this? You're exhausted. It's hard work. It's exhausting. It takes a lot of analytical analytical brain power to be able to process stuff, process this stuff accurately. Why bother with it? Just shut it off. You got other shit you got to worry about. I mean, that is legitimate. Yeah. Well, okay. I I think maybe
1: it's the fact that we're not teaching this. You know, that this isn't part of just regular education well, i mean i mean if we weren't teaching math to people and we just thought it was some special skill that only accountants should have yeah and then we could say well you know this woman doesn't even have the skills to manage her bills like
0: she, yeah, she have, doesn't
1: even have, she's got to like actively sit down and learn math in order to just keep track of it, whether her shits, her mortgage is paid or not we these, don't, these, this should be a, a
0: basic skill in life, right? That would destroy capitalist society. <laughs> I'm not joking. It would I destroy know. capitalist society. If you're sitting here asking yourself introspectively uh, all these questions, in, inevitably you're going to get to the point, is this all my life is? Going to work <laughs> to pay bills to go to work next week to pay bills. I'm telling yeah. you, I promise you, I've been there. This is is what happened to me, kids. (laughs) You're going to start questioning that. And if you start teaching that to kids, young kids, it's going, yeah, and Chris, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Because people trapped inside and disaffected, if if they've gotten to the point where they can self-examine and become self-aware enough and examine their life and the culture that they live inside, understand that it's toxic and destructive, corrosive. Mm Mm-hmm but yet they're trapped inside of it. They can't escape it. They can't make the choice to leave it. Chris, you're absolutely right. And this may be, if you want to transition off into some more philosophy, this may be part of what's going on with uh, the mass shootings. We talked about this last week, I think, or two weeks ago, when we were talking about the YouTube shooting and people not being able to uh, integrate or feeling like they're not part of something or something. I'm, I'm, I'm not again, I'm going to stutter and stammer here because I haven't quite processed this all all the way through, but this may be part of what we've been seeing since Reagan. We didn't have these shootings before the early 80s, not too many of them, nowhere near what we have now. Maybe people are becoming a little bit more self-aware and understanding that the life they're leading and the, the culture they're living inside is because they're trapped in it. They know how corrosive it is to chase money every single week and not have any sort of sense of self-determination
2: wouldn't wouldn't that be one of like just like poetic justice that all these people who just assume that because i mean you know we go you, to, to go to the school shooter thing most most school shooters are white males i mean that's not not mass shooters no well, it's, say school it's shooters So let's say, let's say all these people who are fighting to, you know, fist fuck into our asshole, this fucking male privilege and toxic masculinity. And that's the reason you're at the top of the heap. They fight and they get to the top of the heap. And the next thing you know, it's the, it's the pink mafia shooting up schools because they're going, this is it. This is what I, this is what I fucking tore down an entire, biologically set fucking yeah and, 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 and process and completely restructured a society for for this to go to work and just keep being in debt and keep going to work and keep being in debt keep going to work keep
0: being in debt give me a motherfucking gun. You know if if if, if, if society and money and success as it's defined for us was this the key to all happiness and self fulfillment sense of purpose and achievement, and a fulfilled life. Why is it that these most of these shootings, most of the mass shootings, are committed in a, in in white, mostly affluent areas? How many? I, I'm gonna a, I'm gonna ask all three of you right now to give me an example of a mass shooting at a ghetto school. Uh, I'm gonna be I'm that.
2: gonna <laughs> I'm gonna be politically incorrect because that's just me. Uh, most of the time they're outside of the
0: school. Uh, uh, uh. I'm not talking gang gang related shit. I'm talking a a kid in a ghetto. I don't care if he's Mexican, white or black, but in a poor area, walking into a school and shooting it up. Has nothing to do with race. I'm talking about a ghetto school. A very few, school. very few.
2: But I can also say this for a fact, because I used to I used to deal with Detroit public school system quite a bit. Well, that's why I'm asking um, you guys. They have armed guards at school. They are. They have clear backpacks. They have metal detectors. Mm-hmm. That's why I literally wasn't saying most of the violence in the hood happens outside of the school because the hood's violent. You can't get that shit in there. Like, mm-hmm. all the shit that... that oh, so that, Parkland that got fl- a taste of the hood? Exactly. All the shit that they're bitching about, me and my friends who had had either went to Detroit public schools or worked around them, were like, they're bitching about clear backpacks? It's uniforms, clear backpacks, right. metal detectors, pat-downs. Well, it, uh, it's like AIDS, right?
1: When it was okay. just
2: gay people, we
0: were like, eh. All right. Well, I'll, shit, I'll, shit happens. No, right. Miss me with that gay shit. Right. No, I, okay. I'm gonna. I'll concede the point in the urban <laughs> and then setting. when it started coming to your your neighborhood? How, yeah, how often do you, white kid got it? The how often do you? you see this happening in poor rural parts of the country? As right, opposed can, to like Columbine and Parkland, or Park Parkview. What, what was it? Is it Parkland? Parkland. I think Park Parkland. Parkland. Yeah, Parkland. Yeah. 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 Whatever it is. I mean, typically. Yeah, it's middle-to-upper-class middle to white neighborhoods, right? Yep. yes Sandy Hook yep. as well. Yeah. I, you don't see well, it about happening this? in Backwoods, Kentucky all that let's often.
2: Try, let's try this one on for size here. Maybe it's because these fucking kids raised in these solidly middle-class to upper-middle-class neighborhoods that go on these shooting sprees have been lied to by weak-titty motherfucking parents all their life, telling them, Oh, the, world sh- the world's fair, and you can do anything you want. And as these kids get older and they start seeing their opportunities shrink because they've just been fucking... They're the idiots that believed when our school counselors told every single person that walked in their office, you have leadership qualities. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And this I'm is tight. the idiot who's 40 years old, walk around going, my school counselor told me I have leadership qualities. Hey, just shut up and cut my lawn. That's all I want from you. Just shut up. <laughs> yeah. All right? So, I don't want to fucking but, hear about your leadership qualities. It's the Tyler Durden
0: thing. We've all yes. been told we're going to be this and this and this. And we're pissed off, and we're not. Yeah.
2: And see, here is here is the thing: is it wrong? Okay. This is one. This is one of the issues I have when whenever I, I get into these type of discussions. Is it if someone if I lie to you so badly that I have shaped your worldview to where you don't deal with reality, you deal with the bullshit I've shoveled you, then you get face fucked to the fucking ball sack by reality. You have every right to be pissed. You got fucking lied to. If I fucking stole from you, you got every right to be pissed at me. I stole from you. To be angry for being fucked over or slighted or lied to or stolen from is a normal response. Grabbing a gun and going on a fucking shooting spree isn't. All right? They're two separate fucking things. But for some reason, maybe it's because these kids were raised by television and Whatever fucking screens the parents put in front of them, because God knows daddy's got to go to work so everybody can afford a fucking car and a, and a phone with unlimited data. And mommy has to go to work because daddy's fucking shit ain't going to support the family by itself. So kids, don't get into trouble. Don't leave the house. Sit in front of the screen all fucking day. That, that's, that's the new babysitter. I mean, what do you
0: think? The, I, to, why, why, to, why have we
2: never examined these kids' lives? And on top of it, the fact that most of these kids were probably shoved on some sort of fucking medication from a ridiculously young age. In fact, if you look at the percentage of fucking school shooters, the the, the white male school shooters, most of them have been on some form of mood altering yeah. medications by prescription.
1: But we, yeah, but that we've still over medicated the kids that we can't even use that as a as a yardstick. It's a meaningless
0: statistic. What is exactly. the act though That's what I, what, what I don't understand, or maybe maybe I do, and maybe I'm trying to get a better grasp of it, but what is the act of taking a, a a gun to a place of business or a school and just shooting random people? What is it you're doing? It's a conscious thing. You make the decision most of the time you have to plan this shit out. So what is it you're doing? What are you attacking? I mean, don't give me the. Oh, oh you're attacking people at school? Oh, don't give me that. What is it abstractly that you're lashing out at?
1: The lack of control, I would say. Lack of I meaning, mean,
0: lack of lack of belonging, of respect. What is it? I think. I, I think, think maybe I think you're onto maybe if, with lack of respect. Yeah, I think. I think if you if you can follow that trail and not get caught up in the reactionary dogma of it, and the reflexive you know buzzword thinking. If you were to follow that trail a little bit and ask the questions, ask the right questions and answer them honestly, you may be able to get to the core and the crux of what's happening. Because I think it has something to do with kind of what I was saying uh, before about, and and maybe what you were saying as well, Rich, about this is bullshit. This is just all a bunch of bullshit, and I can't get away from it. And I'm going to take somebody with me. I mean, and God forbid… You know, one of the,
2: the, you're raised in a, in a very religious household where you're told that taking your own life is the, is the ultimate sin because you can't, you're, you're not around to repent for it. So you'll suffer eternal damnation. I mean, one of, one of Hunter S. Thompson's most famous quotes was, I'd feel real trapped in this life if it wasn't for suicide. Oh, yeah. Right. And, and if you take it. that. Oh, he, <laughs> just, same, same thing with Hemingway. Yep. They, they meant yep. that shit. Uh, yeah. But no, if, if you if you take that option away from people and fill their head with, you know, that big book of Jewish fairy tale bullshit about God who's going to make you suffer eternally because you, you know, you're miswired here on this planet so you just have to suffer through it. There's nothing you can do about it. It turns into if you can't take it out on yourself and you can't like you said escape and you feel that way, it, we're not by the way if you are literally planning on shooting up a school, you've probably had some sort of psychotic break. You're somewhere on the psychosis scale. It might not be permanent. It might not be all the way, you know, crazy, ha, 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 I, I shit and then draw on walls with it. But you're somewhere on there. Something's happened. Something's snapped. You've, you've went past the point of no return. Once you load the weapon, go to the school, get out, walk through the door and pull the gun. That's it. That's the point of no return. I just, something I can't happened past, to push you past that point. I can't point.
0: get past the thought, though, of what would take you there. I mean, it's it's. It, it, I th- I think it seems really simplistic to just blame something wrong with the kid's mind. I think that's part of it,
2: personally. When I when
0: when I was, I don't know,
2: seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, <clears throat> I felt like I'd been fucking. Uh, I felt like certain members of my family had had blown sunshine up my ass so much that when I got out, and they they prepared me so little for the real world. When I got out there, I was like, really? You can't even give me a fucking heads up? Like, you don't have to come hold my hand. But if I'm going around a blind corner, you can say, oh, you you might want to watch out there. It's a really steep corner. You could easily drive off the road. Just give me a heads up. And I was pissed. And I think that's normal teenager shit. Now, if you come, if you compound that with a bunch of other stuff, maybe some, who knows what drugs these kids have been on, that their parents have put them on, some sort of mental illness that's not being treated, something, you know, whatever. Confusion about sexuality, confusion about whatever. I mean, you, you, you start piling this shit on. And that's what creates these situations. I truly believe that.
0: I don't know. I just, my, 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 my point and it, the red flag and the warning sign that's going off when you say that stuff. And I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with it. I, I just have a warning sign that it's real easy. I think from where we're sitting to give ourselves the impression that there's something just wrong with these kids. What if there's not? That's what scares me. What if this is just a cumulative effect? What if it's not a mental illness? What if it's not some sort of snapping episode where they just go in and and you know go nuts, go crazy, go insane, and shoot up a school? What if it's a natural reaction to something? You see what I mean? That's terrifying. See to me, what if I, they're I, not? What if they're not all crazy? Right. What, what, what if continuously
3: well, building all these monsters?
1: Like if it was a disease, it's the difference between being born with a congenital heart defect and actually smoking and getting cancer like there's there's an action involved that that behavior involved that is is, could be
0: causing this sickness and what if it's what if it's embedded in the society itself yeah that's what i'm afraid of I, i i just i don't know how to really argue that point powerfully right now I think I'll probably get there at some point, <laughs> but uh, I, that's that's the thing that I think we may be missing the target. It's like the known the, the, the lone gunman nut theory. You know what I mean? Oh, we can we can dismiss it because it was just a nutty guy. It's not really us. What if it is? That's a I that's mean, a really scary question. Maybe I'm yeah. trying to maybe I'm trying to
2: force a puzzle piece to fit that I shouldn't even. I, I should just start looking for another piece for it to fit because to me, if I hear a news story about. Somebody, high school age, shot and killed one person. My mind immediately goes to that was probably a situation where that person, it wasn't random violence. Do you get what I'm saying? That person in their mind had, I'm going to shoot you because of blank. Well, right.
1: Yeah, Gang violence isn't considered random violence. You may not be able to identify with it, but there's some point of understanding there.
2: Going and shooting up a bunch of people you don't know, to me, smacks of lashing out because you feel that everything else you've done has either been ignored or just unheard.
0: Actually, you you have nothing else to do. You just triggered a really interesting thought. Let's use the gang violence. Let's see if we okay. can let's see if we can connect the two. I, 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 hopefully, I can get this back. As it, it? It was a re- just like a flash in my brain. But it, gang violence usually can be attributed to tribalism. It can be attributed to territorialism. However, you want to look at it, you're lashing out at the enemy, right? Right. Yeah. That's warfare, right? Yeah. What about what if you if you apply that? These kids are somehow seeing the just everybody else as the enemy, as in as like they're like the the entire world or the entire population of the school or the people that used to shoot up post offices or whatever, that they're seeing themselves as ostracized or uh, rejected or something. So it's almost like me against my gang, my gang of one and my 15 weapons that I brought to school against this other gang. Does this make sense at all?
1: Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean... I, it does make me think like what teenager hasn't gone through that uh, feeling of the world being against them at, at one point or another. But there is a compounding effect with our society that involves social media where, you know, in, in the past you could go home as a teenager right. and believe that people weren't talking about you. And now, and now you, you s- know for now sure. You see, now you, you have it. Yeah. Right. It happens right in front of you. you. As a matter of fact, your
2: phone dings every time they do. I mean, it. this goes back to something I, I said I don't know, a month or so ago on the show about how I don't think it's a coincidence that as the internet started becoming more prominent throughout most American homes, or at least the availability to internet Mm -hmm. to most Americans, maybe not in their home though, and the rise of school shootings kind of, you know, started around the same time. I I couldn't help but say, in my mind, maybe I don't know the entire path to get from point a to point b but i'm pretty damn sure that there's a road that leads from one to the other hey chris and it goes, and it goes both ways
0: Yo. What's the park what's the parkland shooter's name uh cruz nicholas cruz that's, that's also part of the problem if you're nobody and you do not fit you do not belong and you've been ostracized and you don't feel like you're ever going to belong anywhere what's the best way to be known
2: make yourself the news it's like a little kid who wants attention he doesn't care whether it's good or bad Yep. He'll throw it he'll throw a temper tantrum just so you have to pay attention to him.
0: I will show you motherfuckers. You'll remember my name one way or another. We know Mark That's, David
3: Chapman's name. Yep. We know John Lee Har-
0: name. Lee yeah. Harvey Oswald. James Earl Ray. What was the the guy? <laughs> the guy the the Columbine shooters. Everybody knows their names and I can't remember. Them. Uh cool. but yeah. Uh Clebold. Dylan, yeah, Dylan Dylan
1: Clebold yeah. and
0: something Harris. Oh, he'd be pissed. That's 20 years.
1: Yeah.
0: Good Good point. But that's 20 years ago. Yeah. So that's another aspect.
3: Uh, Is it it after midnight? Oh, it it actually will be 20 years ago. It actually, like, an hour and 13 minutes minutes by the time the show comes out, be yesterday.
0: An hour and 13, 13 minutes. We should chime it in. (laughs) 4.20 <laughs> 4.20 is coming in in 13 minutes. Oh, shit. But no, that's, I mean, that's another aspect of it. If you feel disaffected, you feel like you don't belong, you don't fit, you're ostracized, it's you against the world, well, this is your way to get a little notoriety. You know, Canada addresses that. They don't mention uh, mass shooters' names. They don't show their pictures. They, you do not know who committed these acts. Yeah. Yeah. That would probably help because this didn't start with the internet either. I mean, it, it it, certainly, you're absolutely right, Rich, that it took off. It's been an
3: accelerant.
0: Yeah. But this was coming to be a thing. I remember when I was in high school in the eighties that it was starting to be, it was brought into public discussion. Like, why are these kids taking guns to school? No, it it started to gurgle up then, but yeah, it really, it was kerosene on the fire probably in the mid nineties. Yeah. Well,
1: you know, uh, I think we're still evolving, right? Like, we're, in the, we have, we have a pretty much stagnated in our physical evolution, but we have a mental evolution that isn't being directed by nature. Nature's pretty unforgiving. Something doesn't work out. It weeds it out of the system pretty damn quick. Very well. And, yep. and we're not quite so good at guiding that evolution of our, our brains, basically. No. I think we're going to see a lot more uh, aberrations pop up before we figure this out.
0: Well, I'm of the mind that I think we're going to be lucky to survive it. Yeah. And I mean that yeah, as yeah, a species. Yeah. I really do. I, I just don't, you know, when you talk about evolutionary processes and nature and everything, it tends to uh, get rid of things that are threats to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I uh, it's it's like the old George Carlin bit. Nature's going to shake us off like a bad case of (laughs) fleas.
2: I mean, and if that doesn't happen to me, we're going to do it to ourselves. Well, that's what I mean. I see way too many many people. I've, I've worked at jobs where, you know, a month or two in there, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is like the best boss I ever worked for. I like all my coworkers. Yeah. And there's always one or two people who just find a way. To show hate and discontent amongst everybody because that's just what they they thrive on it. Like it's an overused term, but they crave drama. They cannot. It, they're like a fish who can't live with you know. It lives at the bottom of the ocean. It needs the pressure to survive. They can't. They don't know how to go through life without that. There. And if there's nothing in front of them, they'll tear down everything around them just to throw the rubble in front of them and go, oh, look, see, look, I can't catch a break. We just saw you put that shit there in front of yourself. What are you talking about? You can't catch a break.
0: Sometimes you did this uh, to yourself. A lot of the times, though, that self-generated drama and and destruction and chaos may it may be a symptom of a lack of sense of self-determination and purpose. Where you have to have the combat, you have to have the struggle in order to feel like your life has some sense of purpose. I mean, you see that with combat vets. You, you, you see that. I, I was reading this book this week that I, I was telling you guys about earlier, Tribe. And they were talking about people who in Bosnia were living in the streets and they were being, there were snipers picking off civilians every single day of the week and, and everything. And when the war ended, there were a lot of those people that actually wanted to go back to the war because it was better, because there was a sense of purpose, a sense of commonality, a sense of struggle, a sense of community, a sense of bonding. And when you don't have that, you don't have that sense of purpose and you don't have that sense of something. I I keep using the word self-determination. I think that's kind of it, but just a sense of fulfillment in your life. You create chaos so you can create the, I, I guess, the struggle to feel like you're fighting something worthwhile.
2: Well, I mean, instead in the prison of just system, trudging
0: through, trudging through something that's meaningless.
2: In the prison system, they call it institutionalized. You know, you get guys that go in when they're young. They spend 25 years in prison. They learn to adapt and survive in that environment. Then they release them, and they release them into a world where they have no idea how to operate in. I mean, go, you know, go back to. Go back to the Shawshank Redemption. If, you, if you've ever read the the, the novella, and, and I mean, most people have seen the movie, I'm assuming, but if you've ever read the novella, Stephen King goes into it a little bit more in more detail because that's the nature of the of the format. You can, and I mean, he goes into it with Red. He goes into it with Brooks. You know, they're, you know, Red at one point says, "In here, I'm the guy to get you anything. I'm fucking Montgomery Ward's. Out there, what the fuck am I going to be?" That's in. I don't the know movie. how to operate out there.
0: Yeah, that's in the movie, you know.
2: I think yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was in yeah. the movie too. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, in the book, there was it was it went in, it went to it a little bit deeper. But I mean, right. it's 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 kind of, it's it to me it's the same thing. I mean, if if you've been conditioned for one thing, and I don't know, I to be honest with you, I I, I I've been listening to a few different podcasts. And one of them, I cannot remember off the top of my head, but at least during the, at least once during the podcast, usually near the end of the interview, um, the guy, the guy who, who does the podcast will ask his guest, so do you feel hopeful about the future? And it is amazing how many people
0: go,
4: uh, yeah. Well,
0: I- <laughs> yeah, they don't you know? say that. Yeah, because it's, really, it's, it's heresy to say no. I mean, really. I mean, people just will not listen to you if you say there's no hope. But I, I, I go back to what we were talking about in November, Aaron. That give me, give me something. Show me something. Show me an indication. Give me something to believe in, brother. And I'm telling you, the, the, the sliver, the lane to a hopeful future is incredibly narrow. Yeah. It's so narrow
1: I, right now. I guess my optimism is. Kind of a jaded optimism. It's like, like watching the evolution of our species is kind of like watching Sneaky Pete. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this show, but it's always like, how is he going to get his way out of this one? And he always manages to. And I mean, sure, maybe there's eventually an episode where Sneaky Pete gets capped for all this shit. It eventually comes back on him. But I'm gonna keep tuning in to see how we pull ourselves out of this one, because we always manage to.
0: <laughs> I would love to see the path. I just want to see. I want to. I want somebody to give me a scenario, a believable um, plot line, where we pull ourselves out of this. A I believable one, because I see you no. Know, I see no indication of it.
1: Yeah, well, that's why I, I like reading science fiction. And the science fiction that I do still uh, seek out and read tends to be these, uh, where some calamitous event basically changes the path it's exactly of, of, of the thinking. species. That's exactly you know, what I was just thinking. Uh, Seven Eves is, uh, by uh, Neil Stevenson was a, an amazing book uh the three body problem is a, a series of books of, about the same thing uh in seven eves it's just a natural event a, a random uh asteroid smashes in the moon and blows it up and causes re- a chain reaction that causes that that make people have to leave the earth the three what problem the three body problem it's a chinese author that Oh yeah 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 that's what books. I was
0: that's what I was going to name that uh, porn I made a few years ago. Uh. Oh, right, <laughs> <laughs> right and right. that one, it's, it's alien contact
1: that changes the course of, of humans. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's some outside force that is going to, that's the only thing that's going to unify us
0: and get us to see past our own noses. Well, that's the thing. It's always happened that way too. It's not ever it, it it's not ever been like a natural cataclysm like an asteroid or global warming or whatever, but war is the one thing right. that tends to bind people together, that gets people to forget their differences. You know, if you look at a military like a combat unit, they don't give a fuck what color you are, what religion you are. They don't give a fuck about any of that because you're a cohesive unit fighting the same common enemy. You're striving toward the same thing, right? And yeah. World War 2 I wasn't there, but everything that I've learned about what happened in London, what happened in the U.S., that was the same thing. We were more of a cohesive unit, uh, even coming out of the Great Depression. Suicide rates dropped dramatically during the war. Suicide rates in New York City, murder rates dropped after 9-11. It's these sorts of things where we have to bind together to uh, work toward solving survival, work together towards something, and we don't have that now. So maybe it, may it is like a, another World War II, a global war of some sort, or a nuclear exchange, or an asteroid. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's global warming. Maybe that's the salvation when the sea levels start to rise and people are uh, suffering from famine and everything else, and, and then people have to either go into a warlord state or bind together to survive. Maybe that's the salvation. Maybe that's the plot line forward to yeah. a, a a respectable the, salvation.
1: The only common element between all these things that we're describing is mass death. Yes. Well, that's the thing. For, in order for us to change, a lot of people
0: have to die. You heard it here first. It's, Mad Max the prim- times are coming. it's the primal fear of man it's the one thing everybody's afraid of and and, and people have to see it and they have to be threatened with it yes. in order to break themselves out of the, the mental psychosis they're in death they the great have uniter. to be sc- they have to be scared to death of dying Neat. maybe that's the only thing that's the only thing i see help me help me don't make me go make another porn. I will do it. I will do it tonight. I have an iPhone 4K video. I will send it to you motherfuckers if you don't show me something right now. no oh, Who else was scared of dying? Oh. People on the Southwest flight this week. No. Oh, are we changing something? <laughs> sub- that was a hell of a segue. Hey, you know, I do what I can. You, you fit that in there with a crowbar. Well, no, <laughs> that was pretty good, actually.
1: I, I, am glad, I am glad that you brought that up because I've been meaning to, to get back to this topic because there's a lot of what we've been talking about here involved in, in this story I mean the interesting thing isn't that there was a plane accident they unfortunately do happen Um you know and, and a woman did lose her life but I think we can also look at this and from the aspect of these events are fairly rare and you know it's like winning the fucking st- lottery statistic- man still statistically speaking if you're going to go from New York to California you're safer flying than driving
2: Oh, don't. Never mind. Yeah, uh, flying is actually the safest it's ever been. Right. For all the bitching about the airlines, it's the safest it's ever been. Sure, sure,
1: sure. But our reaction to this. Rich, and I know a guy who thinks
2: it's uh, not the
1: other way. Thinks thinks
3: driving is safer.
1: Well, anyway, though, what about. Would we be having. uh, Reading stories about the pilot of this plane that this was a dude? Nope. I mean. You know, we heard about Sully for a minute. Yeah, but they made Sully, a fucking movie of him. Sully did so. I mean, he did.
3: Yeah, they made he, a movie he, about the court case. If you've, if he you've had seen the movie. to land
1: that plane on water, and it. did I don't know. I, I'm not a pilot. It did seem like what he did was fairly exceptional. Um, I mean, this woman's being applauded for just not losing her shit, right? Isn't that? Sexist. (laughs) Okay, okay.
2: That is is the soft sexism of low expectations.
1: Right. (laughs) That is exactly
2: what what that is. is. And let me tell you something. First of all,
1: that's the title of this
2: show. First (laughs) of all, any fucking buddy who's sitting here who knows this woman's history going, I can't believe how cool and calm she stayed. You are a fucking moron. She flew F-18 fighter jets. She landed on aircraft carriers. She refueled midair. Right. She flew combat missions. They don't put people in those billion dollar aircraft who are going to fucking go, Oh, it's, I got my period. So I'm just going (laughs) to fucking shove the joystick into the forward and go into the ground. She was trained on what to
1: do if you black out while you're flying a plane.
2: Exactly. She was at one point trained, you will be in the air when the nuclear fucking warheads strike. And you're going <laughs> right. to have to land at some point. Deal with that reality. That's what's how she was trained. That's the training these people go through. It is no bullshit.
0: It is if you lose your cool, you lose your life. Period. I can't I keep thinking to myself, uh she went through all this. You're you're absolutely right about that. And she, she is one of the most accomplished she was one of the first women to fly an FA eighteen, I think. If I remember correctly, the woman's in her fifties. Yes, And yeah. she yeah, was yeah. one of the one of the uh, the first ones to do that. I mean, that is an accomplished. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you have a penis or not. That is an accomplished human being. Yeah. How and do you think you about think, it this way? She do you, was doing do you, that you, in
2: a Top Gun era, and there was no yeah. female pilots in Top Gun. So think how about you, it that way.
0: How do you think that she's reacting to the Atta Girl Special Olympian treatment? Go
3: fuck oh, yourself.
0: She's probably like I was doing my fucking job. Go fuck yourself, people! I this my vagina didn't fly that plane. I did. You're, you're absolutely right. It's I, I I can't fathom how insulting how insulted I would be if I were. And it's really kind of an insult
2: to. Okay, there's a look. Our military is a clusterfuck on certain levels, but we're also. The HNIC around this fucking, this, this rock floating around the sun here, at least for the time being, for a reason. Okay? And for, for anyone to act shocked, but the next word out their mouth is, well, we have the most highly trained and, and, and enlightened military in the world and intelligent and, and, and blah, blah, blah. Then you can't believe both. Why would you think that she would fucking break up at that point? Right. Seriously. And call I me mean, silly.
0: Call me silly, but I, I, I personally believe that every pilot that has 100 to 300 lives in their hands should be just as skilled as she was. I don't think that this should be a big newsworthy story that this woman was able to land that plane. Yeah, that's to be expected. Right. In this day and age, you know, I'm sure you guys have all seen the, the news stories about how little airline pilots are paid these days. Yeah They make dick. That's part of the problem. It's like teachers. You don't get good teachers if you don't pay good teacher wages. You don't get yeah. good pilots. I don't know how this woman is an airline pilot and not working somewhere else making a lot more money. Maybe Wonder that's why. what she wanted to do. Could, I don't. Because, of what, Todd, because of how you she say came it's up. Because she, if you say it's because she's a woman, I swear to no,
3: God. No, because of what we just talked about. All that training and shit, all the shit that she did before, It's probably like fucking retirement. This is probably like a 70-year-old like
2: working at McDonald's. Todd, this right. is the same reason that you have... Guys who got a communications degree at 22 and are now in their late 40s, early 50s working overnight at at some fucking middle-of-the-country podunk rock station, they're not doing it for the pay. We all know you're not making fucking bank if you're an overnight in the middle of nowhere, not even a top 25 market. You do it because you love the fucking job. She obviously loves flying. And in our fucked up way of looking at shit as far as how to profit off of other people's skill set. We've said, you love flying. You're not going to have very many opportunities right. if you're not in the military. If you want to do it, you got to fly for one of the four major airlines. So right. we're going to get together and pay you guys shit to do something you love.
1: Right. I notice you're enjoying your job a little bit too much. We're going to have to uh, take yeah. that out of your pay. Yeah, we're consider gonna to the, consider some the some enjoyment
0: benefits. part of your compensation. Right exactly. You're,
1: you're enriching yourself on our time,
0: right we' we're, <laughs> we're not in the business of paying and enriching people at the same time, so <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> Pick one. there's there's a formula in there somewhere, a little calculus we've done where you need to take a pay cut
2: <laughs> you know I, I knew I knew quite a few guys who went into uh the military thinking they were going to go into avionics of some sort and they were going to end up being like private helicopter or private pilots for like you know. Microsoft and shit, and it's sort of like flying Airwolf, bitch. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> no, those jobs not. are not all over the place. You understand <laughs> that, right?
0: That was literally my when I went in the Navy in in 1989. That was literally my plan. I was either going to be an airline pilot or I was going to fly helicopters somewhere. Yeah, didn't well, quite. Another work
1: out. another perfect example of a profession like that is an EMT. They get paid shit and are
0: expected yeah. the world. They're yeah. expected to save people. There's one other aspect yeah, but, of the story that that bothers me and it's the the people who pulled the woman back in the window and when she was sucked out after the window broke right it, the the story that i read and correct me if you guys have seen other information is that a guy in a cowboy hat from like three rows back was the one who rushed up to start pulling her in he couldn't get it done so somebody else came and helped her and finally got her pulled back at the window she was like hanging halfway out the plane that's how she died Blunt Hold on a sec, the, little
2: lady. You can't go out the plane without permission. Come here. Let me help you. <laughs>
0: like, blunt force trauma. and man to help head, you. The neck and the torso. So she's hanging halfway out of a plane at 35,000 feet, traveling 500 miles an hour. Yeah, you're not going to survive that more than likely.
2: But, but anyway. against the side of that plane like a flag on exactly a fucking right.
0: antenna. Yeah. Like a rag doll. Yeah. My, my point is, why did it take someone from three rows back? I did the math on this. If there's six seats in a row... There's two seats next to her and three across the aisle. If we're looking three rows back, okay, three rows away, there were 29 other people who were just as close as that guy who just sat there and didn't do a goddamn thing other than suck on oxygen while a woman's hanging halfway out the fucking window. Why? Do the two people next to her get a handicap for going, Oh, I don't, shit! I don't know. How could you not help? How, yeah. Why would it take someone from three rows back to get the fuck up and pull the woman back into the plane? Now, my problem here is defining the guy and the people who did help her, giving them the designation of hero. For pulling a woman who's being sucked out of a plane window back in, they have they have deemed that a heroic act. That's horse shit. There is nothing heroic that's common humanity. I mean, this is like humanity and decency—a two-year-old understands.
2: This is like standing at waiting for at a crossing light, and someone goes to step out on the curb, and the car is making a right-hand turn and pulling them back at the last second. Right. It's just—it's like, what are you? Whoa! Are you all right? You almost—you almost, you almost yeah. stepped in front of that car. It seems to me that would be the, if I'm sitting next. I mean, first of all, this is all hypothetical, reckless speculation. If I'm sitting on an airplane and I'm in the middle seat, and the person next to me's like there's a gaping hole all of a sudden and she's and she he whatever's being sucked out i think my instinct would probably be to reach over and try to grab him. I, something immediately well, i have been I mean, i've
0: been on a lot of planes over the last few years <laughs> a lot of them and i've thought this through and i cannot see any scenario where i wouldn't even if i'm like across the aisle or in the row or two right. I would get the fuck up and pull her the fuck back in here and I would be right. looking at anyone who wasn't helping me saying what the fuck are you doing get your ass over here. I don't what care if I just the spent the, the with last you? hour and a half watching her floss.
1: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I'd my point is anyway, ass.
0: <laughs> my my point my point my problem
2: Is it a trigger is they, for you flossy? Take your, <laughs> take
1: your shoes off. Take your socks off,
2: massage well, t- t- your feet. T- Todd, this is why, this is why you and I need to travel together. You can, be, you can be the one who jumps and grabs her, and my fat ass will plug the hole in the plane, and everybody will be fine. So there we, there go. we go.
0: Cooperation, we found common ground. But my, my, t- my main 2010s, problem... 2010s, Costello. My, my main problem with this is the hero designation, because what it's done, yeah. what it's doing, is it's lowering the bar. Because oh, if yeah. you designate If you, no, if you, if you designate common decency, common humanity, just basic fucking assistance as heroism, it lets every other piece of shit rabble sitting there sucking oxygen off the hook because there's no shame in not being heroic, right? So it becomes acceptable to just sit there and watch somebody step in front of a bus or be sucked out of a plane window while you do absolutely nothing. Because to do something is a heroic act, and it's okay if I'm not heroic. That's the problem. And this is systemic. This is all over the place. I love it when I suck the air out of a podcast. <laughs> it makes me...
3: Sh- it well, makes you know, me sh- No, I'm just... I'm, I'm thinking of midnight other- 420. I fired up. So, yeah. I'm thinking of...
2: <laughs> so that's why 50% of the podcast was quiet. I, 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 me, I was just trying to think of, like... I've, I've, I've kind of ha- I've made this argument on the show before. Like, if every... <laughs> If every cop, if every fireman, if every nurse, if every doctor is a hero, then there are no heroes. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I (laughs) mean, it's like really. I mean, well, even you know, a,
1: a fireman, I would be more likely to apply the hero label to because that person chose to do that.
0: They They're do, getting right. paid. They that's in there. You're not a hero if you're drawing compensation, if you're gaining and benefiting mm-hmm. from the act, and it's in your job description. That does not no. make you a hero. It makes you. It makes that something you signed up for. No, I I
1: absolutely agree, but still, the you know the the person that just does the common decency thing of trying to save somebody who's you know possibly dying right in front of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's. That should be even below that as far it as is. a hero designation. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, guys, yeah.
2: we do live in a world where Caitlyn Jenner was given Woman of the uh, of the Year award, <laughs> and she's stunning and brave because Jones, she had an operation. Just cut her dick off. I mean, I, I'm not, and I'm not taking anything away from her choice to do that. It's just, I'm like, I'm sorry. Aren't there better examples of fucking right. someone who's transgender that has probably went through more that yeah. we could put up there as and as as an ins- ins- inspiration to people?
1: Well, you know, we've we've talked before about how we've uh, blown out a lot of useful words and and changed the definition of them. But this is even
0: this is right can, up there.
1: Th- yeah. Well, this is even a step further because it's not just a, a definition of it's not just changing what is considered bravery. Right? Because heroism. we don't have let's to. use the proper let's use the proper heroism not, yeah, yeah okay heroism, right I'm with you heroin
0: yeah. where uh
1: it, it's not just about who we consider to be heroic it's there there is no better term for that. It's not like you know uh like we blew out the term love like we, you don't just have love between two people, I can love pizza, you know. <laughs> Right. Those are two very different relationships that we are well, applying the same term to. I did you see a movie
2: once where he loved an apple pie.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. I was going to say, you haven't seen my other video. So. <laughs> the food series. <laughs>
2: Big sausage pizza starring Todd. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a title. I don't want to go here. Go ahead. Continue. Sorry. Oh, I, I don't know where I'm going with it, actually. Well, I mean, If it's used all the time, it gets watered down.
0: Well, it's,
1: it, it goes right. But if everyone's a hero, but, no one's a hero. Yeah. But if it was just about words, if it was just about terms, we'd come up with o- with other terms to describe that. You know what? You know, you know
2: what the term I would use. Honestly, this
1: is we're really
2: blowing out concepts more than just terminology. I don't. Okay, if this was someone, if this was a friend of mine who was one of the guys that got up to help this woman, and then you know, I, you know I, I read the story and I got hold of him. Honestly, probably the first thing I'd say to him is, Jesus, God, dude, you got balls big enough to come in a dump truck. Like, I mean, because as as much as it might be Todd's instinct to get up and try to help the person, my instinct to at least, I mean, just just on, on a strictly reflexive basis, try to grab him. Yeah. If you're far enough away to actually survey what's going on, realize... There's a chance I could get sucked out this motherfucker, but yet you still go ahead and do it.
0: I'd say you got balls. Here's got the thing: heart. you're not processing. That don't necessarily well, make, make you a hero. If that's if that's your thought process, you're not processing the situation properly because you're at a, you're <laughs> traveling 500 miles an hour at 30,000 feet in the air with a uh, it, it, in an airplane with a compromised fuselage. The okay. odds that you're going down are high anyway. My right. shitty, person... You're not, Thing. You're not significantly you're you're not significantly increasing risk of harm to yourself by helping this person. All you're doing is increasing the possibility and likelihood this person won't die if that plane doesn't crash anyway.
3: My shitty person for saying honestly, I I don't know what I would do. No I, I have
0: known the moment, quite honestly. No, I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not no, I don't I will not say you're a shitty person for saying that. But I, I honestly think that, that by labeling these people as heroes, you're excusing apathy and a lack of humanity. I think we can all agree I, on I that. would almost.
1: I, I would, I'm curious. I know that there isn't video footage of this, or we would have seen it right. already. But it, I, I, I'm almost more sympathetic to a person who would run from the hole than what I actually imagined in my head, which is just sit there frozen to do absolutely nothing. Like if it was pure self-preservation that overrode your, what I would think would be a natural instinct to help somebody, that's uh, sympathetic. You're saying
3: at least an an instinct
0: kicked in rather than just freezing. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. The flight instinct. Yeah, that makes sense.
3: Yeah, because I'm more inclined to think like, my thing like, oh shit, don't fall out of that hole. Like... I For yourself. Yeah, I that's mean, what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I, I would know the situation, man. Like,
1: no, like, I, I hear you. And, see, but, and it, it's, it's almost hubris to, to
2: say, like, definitively, I would do this. You also have to take but, into consideration what life experience a person's gone through. When I was younger, if I was at a party and a fight broke out, I was usually one of the first guys to try to go break it up. Mm-hmm. And after getting in the middle of some really bad scraps, And finding out that, especially when you got two women going at each other, if you try to break it up, they're just going to turn on you. Like they'll put their differences aside for a second to start trying to scratch your eyeballs out.
1: A man's going to come tell us when we can (laughs) and cannot fight. I mean,
2: it's just it's just it's just my that's the experience I've been through. Now, if I'm out in public and you know I got some friends and, and they're getting hot with each other. I might, say, I, mean, I might say something like, hey, man, y'all need to calm down. Man, shut the fuck up. I ain't got nothing to do with you. All right, beat the shit out of each other and go to jail. I don't care anymore. I'm, I'm not getting in the middle of that shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm 41. My days of fighting are over. I'll just shoot you. So I don't have a gun <laughs> on me, so just fucking stay over there and beat the shit out of each other, a bunch yeah. of fucking morons.
0: Young man will beat your ass and old man will kill you. Exactly. Really? I ain't got. Ain't
2: got time I ain't got, for that shit. <laughs> I ain't got no fuck around left in my tank. All right, it's empty. It's
0: an old proverb. I can't remember where it came from, but that's you know, it's been around for a long time. It's true.
3: Isn't there a country song called
0: "My give a damns busted. <laughs> if not, there should be. Asking the wrong <laughs> wrong person here. I have no idea. No, I, I, I think that you know I. I I, I, to toot my own horn, uh, I was ahead of this thoughts and prayers thing. I was, I was ranting about this in 2008 or 2009, the thoughts and prayers thing. And I, I started railing against the overuse and watering down of the word hero right around the same time. Because I, I think it does. I think, I think it's it's thrown around so much that I think part of the reason is that it it relieves us of responsibility to each other. I honestly believe that. And I can't, you know. I, somebody asked me, "Who would you label? Who would you give the designation of hero to?" I mean, if you're so, if your your standard is so, so high, Todd, is there anybody you would you would actually give the the designation? And the one guy that Superman. I came oh. to, the one, oh. no, the one, the one <laughs> non-comic book ended, uh, person that I came to, and I forget his name now. God damn it, uh, the football player who went over to Iraq and got killed, Pat Tillman. Pat, Pat, Pat Till- Tillman. Yeah. Thank you. I would. I. I would I would probably label, give him that title because he had, he sacrificed everything. He had a multi-million dollar football contract his life. He was living a life of luxury. 9-11 happened. He gave all of that up to go fight for something he believed in. He sacrificed something significant. He paid a price and, well, then wound up getting shot by his own troops. That's another story. But that, that's the kind of thing, that selflessness, that willing, willingness to sacrifice, if not your life, everything about it. I mean, there's, there's a really interesting question, like, what would, you, what would you die for? And he answered that. And he not only made the decision that he would die for um, that cause, but he gave up a lot in order to be able to do that. So to me, I think that's, if I, if I, were, you know, if I'm, if I were to be asked again, I still think I would go back to Pat Tillman. And there are probably other examples that I'm forgetting. You know, people that shielded some of these kids in some of the school shootings and died, you know, put their, their bodies over these kids so they wouldn't get shot, wound up getting shot themselves. That's a hero. Yeah. That's a fucking yes. hero. Yeah. Some guy, you know, <laughs> jumping up and, you know, pulling a woman in a window because she's no. That's just a common decency. That's what every single one of us, I think, should, even if we fail, we should strive to be that person, just out of common instinct and common humanity. Well, I mean, it
2: it, kind of goes back to uh, the attitude we we have as a society. I mean, how many times have we seen videos online uh, of police absolutely overstepping their authority with a person and Maybe even breaking the law, arresting them for no reason, taking them into custody with, with with no reason or no probable cause, and people just stand around and watch it happen. Why? Because you'd be insane to go up against that cop, wouldn't you? I mean, let's be honest. That that's if- minimum that's
0: an ass whooping and you're
2: doing time. And First, what are you are dead? What are
0: you what are you achieving? The guy's still going to go to jail, and you're either going to get shot or go to jail with him. You're not—you're not saving the guy. You're making a stand, a principled stand, but are you actually rescuing the person? Are you actually saving the person from what's happening? Exactly. You know, I I i, mean, I kind of get there. There's a, a point between you know heroism and suicide.
2: And I mean, it's—it's it's kind of the same way with—I've <clears throat> had a lot of friends that worked as doormen and bouncers at different venues and stuff, and you know, one of the things they'd say is. They all, You know, inevitably, especially concerts or, or, you know, a new titty bar, something like that. You got alcohol. You got guys trying to impress women. It, eventually, you're going to have an asshole. And, it, you know, the, the best bouncers are the guys that can talk the guys down without having to put a hand on them. Mm-hmm. And one of the best ways to talk them down is, look, you might be able to take me one-on-one, but how many punches do you think you're going to get in before there's four more guys just as big as me on top of you? And then what do you think is going to happen to you? Do you honestly think you're Bruce Lee and you're going to take on five guys, all six foot three, 250 pounds? You really think that you're that badass? So why don't you just calm down, enjoy the rest of your night? Or if it's gotten to the point, why don't you just go, go to the coat check, get your coat, go home, have a good night. Because it's the truth. At a certain point, what are you doing it for? You trying to prove how bad you are? I mean, okay, cop, cops, you know, manhandling that guy. I'm going to go over there and beat that cop's ass. You know, that's one of the things I've I've seen memes like this online, especially since the, the Ferguson shit happened. Yeah, There would be, and usually it's from pro police people, you know, the thin blue line people and shit. Right. And they'll, what they'll have is they'll have a picture of a suspect overpowering a cop. And they'll say, if you were a pedestrian and you saw this, would you step in and help the cop? Fuck No. You know how easy it is if I step in, even if I'm trying to help him, for him to make the assumption that I'm helping the guy beating his ass and pull his gun and kill us both? And, and all these fucking, all these keyboard warriors, I'd hop in, beat that fucking guy's ass. I'd kick that thug's ass. Really? No, you wouldn't. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to see it, kinda. I really want to see it. Cause I think the cop's instinct is gonna be, if he's getting his ass beat and he thinks it's a life or death situation, and he can get to his handgun. He's filling whoever is near him or on top of him with some hot ones. Period. Yeah, that's it. I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't stop and go. I'm sorry. What's your name? What's your intentions? No, you a dead motherfucker. You should have stayed out of it. I mean, that's just that's how I look at it. But oh, I'm, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. right. I'm sorry. No, no. I'm sorry. I'm watching Aaron no, about I'm, to get bombed by a cat. He's she's doing a sneak <laughs> attack behind him. Oh, is Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't I know. A- I was thinking, like, it seems like we put heroism on the spectrum where, like, you—it's considered more heroic the more time you have to think about it, right? If shit goes down right in front of you and you instantly react to try and save somebody else, well, that seems like it just <laughs> should be the the least that's expected of a human being. If you roll up on a car accident and the car is on fire and you actually choose to dive in there and and pull somebody out of it, that's higher up on the hero spectrum. You have a choice there to say, I'm going to possibly put myself in danger to save this person. And okay. then if you're Pat Tillman and you've got all the time in the world to consider whether you want cont- to continue to throw around a football and get your dick sucked, or if you actually want to do something with your life, then uh, that that does, I think, qualify for like the ultimate in heroism.
3: Isn't it funny they, that they, they, you have
1: options that aren't this thing, and that's what you, you want to do for a writer. Whether you agree with the, with the war or not.
0: He you, did. You have that's to the point. The point is he did agree with the war, so he went and sacrificed for something he believed in. Yeah, absolutely. You your know, views on the war don't matter.
3: <laughs> and, and Pat never really threw around a football, but you know, we'll let you, we, we get, we get your point.
0: <laughs> what? what? I,
1: wasn't he a football player? Yeah, he was, he, it was a safety. Was a, <laughs>
0: was a, yeah, all, pro safety. Yeah, you <laughs> all touch, pro safety, but yeah. <laughs> he does get to winning. touch the football? Not very
2: often. Sometimes yeah. for weeks at a time. Maybe there's
1: guys that play football that don't touch the football. Yes. That is like sad. Tons, tons of them. <laughs> <laughs> like in baseball, everybody gets to touch the ball at least once. Soccer, <laughs> like, fuck, everybody's got their feet on it. Like, there's really
3: only like,
2: uh, like three or four positions
3: that touch the football regularly. Just let me I touch just, the
1: ball
2: once. I think. <laughs> I just think it's funny that a, a podcast full of and are pretty much sitting here talking about. Boy, you're they're a hero because they, they went to go save somebody. That's the least you could do. And most of the time, we're like, can we just like have an asteroid hit? They got <laughs> most of most of these people. But if oh, I not in front of an asteroid. <laughs> no. Well first of all, if I'm, if if you and I are close enough to see an asteroid where I can jump in front of you, it's not going to matter. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs>
0: hey just, the problem is the problem is, is that in, in the in the asteroid scenario, the problem with with society and the reason we're praying for the asteroid is that there are people on this planet that would pull out their iPhones to tape it.
2: Yeah, just because and recording <laughs> in, in portrait, not landscape. Yeah, just because
3: everybody. i gonna put
0: this on Facebook.
3: Just because everybody sucks doesn't mean we are assholes. Right.
0: Well, well, I mean, well, we kind of are.
1: But. Eventually, we all curve to the, the people's worst behavior. Like, it's only a matter of time before we flip our TV sideways. <laughs> the thing is, I, <laughs> I if think everyone's that gonna I, record shit on their phone. In portrait, I, we're just going to turn the TV sideways and watch it that
0: way. I don't know what misanthrope means. I can't define that. I know the word. I don't know what, exactly what it means. But I think that the I, it, it's an interesting point you make. And I think that the reason that we go both ways on this is because, yeah, we suck. But we have potential. We can suck a whole hell of a lot less than
2: we the do. De- the definition is a person who dislikes humankind and avoids human society. Oh. Synonyms: hater, cynic. <laughs> I, I've been I love that hate, all of those. I love uh, that hater is the first one. Hold on a sec. Like I just hit the more yeah. button. I want to actually see hater. What's, really? What hater? What is, site is, is
0: that? What are you looking at? What site? Is
2: this is Urban Dictionary. No, it's, it's just it's Google <laughs> definition. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's a, it's 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 what ah the more buttons. Oh, okay, hermit, recluse, grouch, grump. He was going to join a group of misanthropes, but he
0: disliked all of the members. <laughs> <laughs> i think next time i change my last name it's going to be misanthrope i like that Todd misanthrope, misanthropia Misan, <laughs> i don't know but we're all egalitarian misanthropes just a fucked up part
2: <laughs> we're all equally populace. worthless what's, what's yeah. the old bill hicks bit people who hate people come
3: together no <laughs> no are you gonna be there then i'm fucking no. coming
2: <laughs> oh boy you guys well, are, i wanted to, I wanted to bring up uh, oh, okay. one thing. Well, um, we had talked about it when it premiered. Um, I don't know if you guys have kept up on it as much. I've actually watched every episode of the New Roseanne, and it's turned into like four. I have not, yeah. Okay, never, it's turned into uh, like one of the few shows that I just have to I have to catch, and when it, the minute it's available, TV. yeah, I watch it. <laughs> and this, I have I've to watched say, episodes I,
3: three and four. Like I, I'm slowly keeping up on it, and I'm enjoying. it.
2: I have to say this last episode really, to me, it showed that they're willing to try to play the, the middle of the road and not take too much of a preachy side to either left or right really well. Because the whole episode was about Darlene and Mark, and Mark coming back. And apparently he'd been off building, like, like doing, like, a what was it, Peace Corps type shit David, all over the world. Is, that, is
3: it Big Bang Theory guy?
2: Yeah, yeah. I figured, I figured he'd show up. At David, some point. David, not Mark. Mark's the yeah, yeah. one that died. He came sorry, back sorry. From the yeah, dead. Yeah. How do they do this? Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway. it's the same. It's the same hologram they brought Tupac back with.
0: But, um, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha.
2: Okay. But no, no. Yeah. So, so, so David. Yeah. You know, he comes back and he's like, you know, hey, look, I'm going to move into the neighborhood. You know, I'm, I, I've, I've, I feel like I've helped everybody, and I also realize that, uh. You know, I haven't been a very good father and blah, blah, blah. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to explain what happens without going too much into it. But one of the things that I thought was interesting is that I thought it had been very easy, especially for a show like Roseanne, to cater to the, oh, what a deadbeat dad he is. What a piece of garbage he is. And that's it. You know, let's just, let's just shit on him for that, for that reason. And why they do have the, you know, the, 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 the sniping from the sideline but it is roseanne you expect that you know there is a part where roseanne's like you know talking to darlene darlene goes well this is why david left and she said no no it's not he left because he couldn't handle all the the fighting and arguing and screaming and yelling between you two and then she said something that proves that she that she actually heard that from david himself and there was a scene where she's basically talking to David, and she goes, "It's, it's not. You're a good. You're a good guy. You're a good person. You're just not good with my daughter." And it just it struck me as a very unsafe way to go in 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 today's world, where the easy fucking claps and hooting from the audience would have been just a. He's a deadbeat, and at the end of the episode, shame typical him. typical man. Yeah, shame him into you know, boo, and. The irony is Dan was the asshole in this episode. Whereas usually I, I'm like, I find myself siding with Dan quite a lot. Yeah. He's like, he comes out and it's the first time he's seen David, but he knows David's back in town. He's like, How are you doing, David? He goes, uh, 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 Hi, Mr. Cotter. He's like, So what are you here for? Because it's his, it's his uh, daughter's birthday. And he's like, uh-huh. I'm here to see, see the kids. And he goes, Really? He goes, Yeah, I just got an apartment. I'm moving in two weeks from now. And he goes, Okay, so in two weeks you can come back and see your kids. Have a nice day. By the way, questions, comments. David goes, "No, sir." He goes, "You always were a smart kid." (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, Dan, fuck you, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? But I mean, I guess it's whatever. I mean, that's how parents are. You know, you always got one parent, usually a little bit more harsher about some shit than the other. But I, I just thought it was as much shit as this show is starting to get with the opinion pieces from the from the far left and right. It was a very even, level-headed way to and, 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 and level-handed way to handle the subject. And that's not really done a whole lot in popular culture
0: anymore. No, you have, yeah, you have, pick, you have to pick an audience. You have to pick a mob to appeal to. So the, 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 in your opinion, I haven't really read a lot of the reviews or opinion pieces on the show, so they're getting heat from both the left and the right.
2: The wing nuts, the far, the the extreme people. You know, the people who
0: Uh, on both ends, though.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it's it's the same thing. They're they're they're, yeah. yeah, They're accusing her of supporting the other side, and they're doing it at the same
0: time. Yeah. So that's a beautiful thing. That's a wonderful sign for her. (laughs) Yeah.
2: That's that's one of the things. uh, Well, wasn't it? Um, was it Bill Maher or was it John Oliver? This last week, during one of their either the new rules segment or John Oliver, just in his frantic way of covering stuff, one of them brought up Roseanne and flashed a picture of her. And you started hearing boos from the crowd. And I was like, really, really? Like, well, his
0: audience sucks.
2: You know, it's, but I'm just like, eh.
0: I mean, who's that Bill Maher? You, yeah. He acknowledges either- that he acknowledges that half the
2: time. Yeah, it was either Bill Maher or John Oliver's show. I can't. And
3: and, and Oliver's audience is is getting there, (coughs) you know. Luckily, he's you know he's awesome. But sorry.
2: But yeah, and it's just it's it's funny because it seems like she's created a show based on the way I've been feeling for about the last five years. If I got Democrats, Republicans, hardcore conservatives, and the Green Tea the Tea Party and the Green Tea Party pissed off at me i know i know i must be doing something right it's the yeah, new I'm all making, in the
0: family yeah, it's actually yeah it's actually not a bad way to look at it i mean because I, you know, that was that was more of a that, that was definitely a heavy left well i mean and, bunker, it, but yeah
2: you know even even and it's something that i'm glad to see is happening this is and this isn't just this is just a per, on a personal level when aaron and i first watched the first episode we were talking about it we both pretty much agreed it was almost like watching a high school play, like the, the almost rather the, stilted, yeah. I mean, right. everybody's sinking into their character very well. Like Jackie isn't as like caricature right. of someone on the left. You're, you know what I'm saying? You're just, she's she's playing her like she's always been, just a very fucking scatterbrained kind of aimless right. person.
1: It's not chewing the scenery so much?
2: Yeah, um, and you know i mean john goodman he's one to me he's a a great actor so i mean he just fell right in roseanne's pretty much i was i was expecting a whole lot of like you know women power fuck men type shit but she's really kind of played it straight down the middle and darlie and i mean all the all the actors that are in there are settling into their characters and it's starting to be something that when i watch it i'm not sitting there going oh this fucking stupid laugh track and no, the audi- audience, you know yeah,
3: what I'm Richard, saying? Yeah, i noticed the same thing. Yeah. It's seeming to find its groove. Yes.
2: But
1: I just saw on Twitter that she was named amongst times the most influential people of this year, which is kind of interesting because I, I guess it begs the question... How much of this show do you think is attributed to her personally? I mean obviously her name's on it, and you know if if Roseanne didn't want to do a Roseanne reboot, we wouldn't have a roseanne reboot right?
2: well like I said but we
1: but how, I mean just for me personally weighing what you're telling me about the nuance of this show and then reading her tweets it doesn't seem like uh, it, Maybe there's somebody else that's really the driving force behind the the bigger concepts of this
2: show. I'm starting to... Because, you know, back when when Roseanne first started, the impression I had of her was her stand-up was her. Yeah. And her take on the world. And Roseanne was her playing a character. Right. And I'm starting to wonder now if, if she's kind of flipped it in some sort of meta way to where... Her online persona is a <laughs> That's character. Interesting.
1: Yeah, you might be right. And on the I show, she's
2: God I think, right. I think and, you're and, onto right. something. And, and and on the show, she's more of herself because she is an executive producer. And like I said, she's a lot smarter than she lets on. I mean,
1: in, oh, in yeah. a character. Oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah. And I mean, like, like I said when we first brought her, they were bringing the show back. It only took her like a season or two to wrestle control of that show away from ABC. Right. And for her to walk in and go. I mean, and flop her big old fucking chick balls on the table and say, look, this is how the show's gonna do it, or else you ain't gonna have a Roseanne show. I'll just fucking, I'll cut the knot in half. Fuck it. Yeah. That's my answer. They were like, I'll buy, go I'll buy that. You know, so I can't imagine that she doesn't have the input there. And there's, I cannot remember the interview show, but it's, 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 I think it's Canadian TV. It's on YouTube. It's, if I want if I remember correctly, it's her, um, Oh, shit. Someone from Seinfeld, Giuliani uh, Garoppolo, and Patrice O'Neill, and they're talking comedy. And they get to the point where they ask her about, you know, because she converted to Judaism and all this shit. And they ask her about when you, the one time she dressed up and took like an Instagram photo as Hitler and had a bunch of gingerbread man she pulled out of the oven. <laughs> and like, you know, like. Fucking like, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> And I I mean, the way I cannot remember exactly what she said, it's been years since I've seen this clip, but I mean, the way she broke it down, I was like, wait a minute, she's not this loose cannon that I thought she was. She's actually thought this shit out. It's like, Mm -hmm. Todd, you have to remember this, the whole national anthem debacle. Oh yeah. She she grabbed her crotch. When she grabbed her crotch and spit, people were like, that's offensive. And she goes... Have you ever watched a baseball game? Hey, They're constantly grabbing their crotches and spitting,
1: you know? He's like, <laughs> if I ever have a chance to grab my crotch and spit in public and get away with it,
2: this is surely the place. Exactly. I mean, so it's like, it might be disrespectful, but it's well thought out disrespect. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, but I, I
1: yeah, I, I kind of, I'm buying your explanation there, Rich, because the shit that she's saying on Twitter is just a little too ridiculous. And, you know, if she was just out there like, hey, everyone should watch my show because it's awesome, I don't think she's going to get any traction with those tweets. You don't suppose she's
2: trolling and the Alex Jones crowd, do you? Uh,
1: she, she, oh, I don't know. You just reminded possible? me of something.
2: You just reminded me of something. Did you guys see the nine minute meltdown video of Alex Jones the night we started bombing Syria? No. No. Nope. No, I, no, that's what?
0: one guy I do not pay any attention to, even for research material.
2: <laughs> okay, <laughs> no. first of all, like this is it. This is it, this is the straw that broke the camel's back with him and Trump. Exactly, he was fucking throwing shit, slamming shit. He
1: was he was mad because he thinks that we should stay out of it completely. Exactly. Yeah,
2: and basically had an on-air breakup with Trump.
1: Oh really? The bromance oh, oh, is over. Come to that, mm-hmm.
2: and I'm like, wow. He fucking cried, dude. He fucking oh. cried. He he, Glenn Becked. Yeah. Wow. Well, I. You know what though? Here's the thing. He pulled maybe a deader. Maybe he's a method actor. <laughs> yep. But he's. I kind of believed those tears weren't some. Because I mean. Like when, like, like, like the Drew and Mike show always used to point out, if people are crying and there's no fucking tears coming out of their eyes, it's bullshit. He was sobbing like a baby, like, like he uh, he took it like fucking someone just killed his mama.
1: Trump broke his heart.
2: Exactly, exa- <laughs> He took it like a heartbroken schoolboy. Like I don't know any other way to put it. And
0: <laughs> man's mean, good at what he does. <laughs> man's good at what he does.
2: Just for sheer entertainment value, it was great, but then I'm like, what are all these fucking Alex Jones disciples, Infowar warriors, going to do now that he said that they're fucking, that Lord Emperor Trump is wearing no clothes?
0: You're about to see what the next iteration of the extreme right's going to look like. If you want an answer to that, that's exactly what's going to happen. You're probably going to get a glimpse of the at least the the character outline of the next far right uh, extremist leader. You know, I keep going back
2: to 2000. I want to say 10, when I was fucking around on YouTube and I saw. Uh, uh, I didn't realize it was an Alex Jones video until I started watching it. But it was like you know one of his documentaries that he puts out like one or two a year, and it was called the Obama Deception. I'm like, okay, let me see what this fucking thing's got to say. Like, he's a lizard. I was expecting he's a lizard person, but it was, it was a lot more subtle than that, you know? And basically, Obama it was just the latest puppet in a long it was line just of that puppets. he was raised by lizard people. Yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> no, but Obama's just a puppet in a long line of suckled. puppets. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, every, like especially this documentary went to say, on, especially since Kennedy, which I kind of agree with this. Since Kennedy, you know, every time a president's elected, It's okay. So you're gonna do what we tell you to do. Wait a minute. That's not what I want to do. You think you be in presidents by what you want to do? You shut up. And here's your agenda, or else we can do Kennedy again. No problem. Okay. By the way, have you met (laughs) the
0: aliens?
4: Yes.
2: By the way, this is this aliens.
0: And Bill Hicks comes to the show once again. I've got the image, thank you very much, Aaron, of Obama sucking out a sleigh stack now. Thank
2: you very, very, very much. I know that's what you're thinking about when you're chuckling. But, but, but the funny thing is, is that he spent, in this, in this Obama deception documentary, he spent all this time connecting dots about how every president, since Kennedy, has been a puppet. And it will, be, it will remain this way until there's a revolution. How the fuck are you surprised that this this happened with Trump? Yeah, are, I, I, like like honestly, if he, I because I don't know, Todd, I'm kind of. If, if I was a betting man, I'd put money on this. It's an act. But it I, is but an dude, act.
0: It, it definitely is an act. I don't know. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Wait,
2: who's, who's the act? Alex Jones. Alex right? Jones. Oh the, yeah, that yeah. He yeah. was ever all this up in in Trump's. I mean, neck deep in Trump's ass like this. Like it just seemed like he hitched his wagon to it so he could say. I thought. He hitched his wagon to Trump, so he'd have a bunch of dupes and, and fucking rubes to sell his fucking snake oil
0: to. It's exactly right. I mean, how how the guy yeah. is selling the conspiracy that Sandy Hook was staged? He's making money on this. He's sending people and drawing people to his site where he can sell T-shirts and coffee mugs and subscriptions or whatever else. I mean, it's the it's pills. <laughs> hashtag fleecing the fucktards. Water purification systems. It's all of it. It's all it MRM. Have you got your bug out society- bag? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
2: They're putting chemicals in the water to make the frogs gay.
0: If you've got if you've got an, an audience or a marketplace that's so susceptible to anything, mm-hmm. as outla- the more outlandish you make it, the more they will eat it up. Why don't as a businessman and as a media person and as a good performance artist, why not fill the void in the market?
1: Absolutely. I was just going to use that exact term.
2: All I got the, to all I got- all I have to say is that if this is just the fucking precursor to the next, even more to the right, then he's oh, going yeah. fi- to... Who the fuck is he going to find? Did is you ever, ever imagine
0: gonna- Donald Trump? It's baby steps. No. no. You start with yeah, Trump. Neither did I. It leads to neither President I, Alex neither. Jones. Around the time I
2: mean, we started to doing the show again, though, I, I was like, oh, this motherfucker might be our next president. It, yeah. Right fuck you know but then i was like yeah, no then, but then I, then I late at night and when i'm staring up the ceiling i'm like this motherfucker's gonna be our next president go back
0: go back to 2012 okay and, and the height of the tea party when you know the last sort of lurch to the right happened did you ever imagine even then a donald trump fuck no, no. me neither so there you go i imagine. mean it's it's not imaginable at this point but you're probably have seen when he divorced himself from trump he's not the only one And uh, you probably have seen the beginning of the crafting of the next iteration of the batshit right. Neat. Yeah, it's (laughs) awesome, isn't it? (laughs) But it hasn't happened with the left just yet. So we have both of these sort of... Yeah. Someone's coming. It's like a game of twisted ideological tennis. A little further to the left, a little further to the right. A little further, it's like equal and opposite ideological reactions to each other well,
1: right and and the winning side is complacent <laughs> and starts to splinter off i mean the only coalesce behind trump momentarily and this alex jones breakup is a perfect example of that it, mm-hmm. it's not a sustainable situation it will you know the, the the right will splinter off and to the point where they can't all unify behind a candidate and get somebody into office and that will give the Democrats a chance to find somebody that they can all stand behind for at least a couple of years before they start to splinter off and do the same thing to themselves. I mean, they're, Look, they're- we've already
0: seen it. We've already seen it. There was a successful eight year administration with Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. The democratic party should have been in a wonderful state after his term, right? In in the 2016 election, they could not craft the country to our desires. They could not get themselves together enough, unite themselves enough to beat Donald Trump. What else you need to see? I mean, it's it. You're right. It's going to have spent
1: those eight years subdividing themselves into different
0: categories that had different priorities. Yep. Yep. uh, Identity politics. So they they've started to turn themselves into I don't know. Almost like cancerous cells devouring the uh, body ideolo- ideologica.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it's funny that you, know, well, you it, use that comparison because someone on NPR did, and they said basically the fring- on the fringes where you get the more vocal people, but they're a minority. Uh huh. <clears throat> they're like they're like the radical cells in your body. That's just like, yep, we're going to start fighting all the healthy ones cuz we have nothing to fight here. You're not giving us anything. You eat more garbage. It, Give us some bacteria cancer. to work with. Yeah. yeah. So and it, so we're going to uh, Oops, wait a minute. Well, we were so busy fighting healthy cells, we created cancer and now the host body is going to kill us all and it's that was the that was the comparison they used and I'm like,
0: "Well, put yourself yeah. in the put yourself in the perspective of a cancer cell. Say you're a cancer cell. How are you going to view the healthy cells?" As the Get them. Fuck them all. <laughs> mm-hmm. But everybody, you know, see, here's the thing, though. Everybody, I said this back in 2014 in that prophetic podcast of mine that Chris loves to hear so much about, that everybody thinks that they're the healthy cell, and everybody else is the cancerous cell. Nobody has any concept that they're the cancer. Nobody has ever gone, no, no radical has ever uh, yeah. <laughs> radicalized himself and said, gosh, I'm the problem. See, that's how I know I'm not crazy. Because crazy people don't
2: think they're crazy; they think everybody else is crazy. Right? I know I'm crazy. I'm nutty as squirrel shit. Like I'm a fucking mess. So, God forbid if if most of the world is worse than me, then you know what? <laughs> Asteroid twenty twenty. Yeah.
0: Por favor. Please. Anything but MagiVage twenty twenty. I can't deal with another MagiVage campaign. No, we do not need the vagina messiah to come down from on high to save us and drape us in her labia again. No. No. Well,
2: you know, one interesting thing that happened in 2016 was, and Aaron brought it up uh, for a few episodes after the election, was what state was it elected the transgendered representative? Do you remember? Virginia. North, North Carolina? I think it was, uh, yeah, I think that's right. And one of the things that Aaron pointed out, 'Cause it was one of those things I had heard a blip about it in the news but I hadn't really read up on it. And one of the things Aaron pointed out was, you know, she did an interview and they were like, so, you know, what do you now that you're an elected official and once you get yes. into Washington, what do you plan to do for, you know, transgender people? And she goes, Well, first of all, I'm here to represent my all my constituents, not just the transgendered ones. And and then well, she, she went on.
1: Specifically pointed out too that she was there to represent all the Trump
2: voters and all the people
1: yeah. who didn't vote for her.
2: Exactly, and I went back and watched the video after you told me that, and was like, "Why the fuck?" That is what we need more of right. in both parties. Right. Well, good if, luck. You con- if you want to, if you want to convince, yeah. hold on, I, I, I'm right, Wait, there, with I'm, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm listening. I'm listening. But if they, want, if, they fucking, <laughs> <laughs> if they even want to fucking, if they even want to pretend like they're trying to fucking hold on to this archaic, outdated, bullshit way of going about running this country as far as president and all this crap, then they better fucking start making some real headway in towards towards we're actually doing this for the people. And I just keep going the only I guess the only hope I have is what I keep going back to from one of the first episodes I was on and we talked. I, I even then I said I don't really have a whole lot of faith yeah. in, in national politics. I think you have to go local. Well, no, that's that's where you have the best chance of changing anything.
0: That is one of the points that uh, the guy, the the Sebastian Younger guy that I um, was talking about in the group chat earlier today. That's one of the things that he came to is that any real change, any real sea change in the... National dialogue and the building of an, of an American community. This actually ties into the – I have a question for you guys. I want to ask it at the end, but then this ties into it. But rebuilding of the American community, a cohesiveness, it has to start, and it's going to be most effectively begun at the community level where you have to do it on a small scale. It has to start um, – I hate the, the term grassroots, but it has to be a grassroots effort where you start to uh, recreate and re. Um, create a, a more of a cohesive unit again and it can't be done you know the, the thing is is that she's sort of a white buffalo in the political scene now and right. the, she, she that that will not work i don't remember ever remember her she she gave the speech after she was elected had she given that speech during the campaign i don't know that she would have won because that message would not have resonated with anyone Especially transgendered people. The far left would not ever want her saying, yes, I, I'm also going to represent the Trump people. It's not divisive enough. It's not ideologically pure enough. So you're not going to see on a national level or even a, on a, an upper state level like state house elections, you're not going to see that message pervade because it's not you, you can't win. Nobody, nobody, It's like the media. You know, it's like the message that I was talking about in the media. You have to craft a message that people want to vote for. And if you were to take that centrist, compromising rhetoric to the people, they're going to reject it in this atmosphere. Suck Ooh. the air out again. I love it. Ooh. Yes. No,
1: I think, yeah. <clears throat> well, no, I get the last word on the podcast. i
0: <laughs> so what is there to
2: disagree with? It's, yeah. Yeah.
0: I I have the, the question I wanted to ask. I don't want that to be the last oh, okay. word. I, I, I uh, No, it actually is a good last word. But the question I had. And it was triggered again by that book is that it, it's something that I came to, I, you know, I've been trying to figure out, this is the 10-year mark of my, uh, my hitchhiking stuff starting, right? And I've been trying to figure out whether or not I want to go back out this summer and what the point of it's going to be, <laughs> you know, because I've done, it's almost like kicking a dead horse at this point. And I think I came to the conclusion last year that if I was going to do this again this year, I want to see if there's anything out there any sort of commonality that we can find that has nothing to do with politics? Is there anything left? Do we have any sort of common bonds as Americans anymore? Is there anything that supersedes identity and politics? Do we really give a fuck about each other or are we really in this state of contemptuous, visceral despising of each other? Because you know if we what? are, if we are, it's over. We're not going to survive that. No country can survive that. I don't care. Rome couldn't survive it. Nobody can. You cannot have a society built like that. It will eat. It, it will. It will cannibalize itself and pick its teeth with the bones.
1: The only thing I can think of that would bring us together and not be a catastrophic event is if we actually <laughs> found Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: fuck you now aliens yeah <laughs> roswell was proven to be not a weather balloon no the, no, the I question. Think, no. i think
1: that would fall under catastrophic actually <laughs> all jokes well,
0: aside time all so jokes the question let let, let, let let me let me reiterate the question because i'm not talking about bringing us together that's not, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm, what I'm looking for and the question that I, I have for you three, and I don't want you to put too much thought into this because part of the point of the question is that you have to put too much thought into it, okay? But off the top of your heads, what is it that we have as Americans that binds us across ideological, political, and ID, identity lines? What do we have in common? TV? I, I, I don't know. This. The silence uh, is deafening, man. this should not be no because all
1: the all the things that i'm thinking of are the are things that we don't like to talk about that we're not open about like sex
0: yeah sex binds us as a as a as a culture not as as human beings i'm talking about as an Amer like a community as americans as a culture as a society not as human beings what common beliefs do we have what commonality, what common bonds, yeah, what do we I, have in common that crosses, that would, would prove as a glue that would be a cohesive uh, sort of joining right. substance? Well, I,
1: I guess, uh, you know, there's a time where you could just simply say freedom. You know, America stands for freedom. We may disagree on certain things, but we all want to be free people to express ourselves and blah, 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 blah. But okay. it's just another one of those words that we've gaped out to just fit whatever we want it to mean. Freedom we means... Even, I, well, we can't even agree that, on that anymore. Right. Freedom to me means that I am free to have as many guns as I want, but I don't like your freedom to say shit on Twitter that I don't agree with.
0: And you shouldn't be free to give a speech at the college that I attend. Right. I mean, my answer
2: is I don't see anything. Not not at the moment. And That's fucking troubling. It, it is, but... We've spent, fuck that, strike that. In my lifetime, I went from, I, you know, I really think we're one of the, we're lucky because we're one of the last groups of people who, when we were in school, we could go to the library and, and grab books written 20, 30 years before that were meant to be school books and read them and compare them to what we we have now because i mean even the books about the space program from the mid 60s before we went to the moon i remember reading you know and these were these were aimed at like grade school kids middle school kids whatever and there was this sense of we're going to the moon we're going to do this as a country we're going to do this you know we're going to and it seems like in my lifetime optimistic the cool, ambition the cool kids who at some point we decided to worship just fucking cloaked themselves in nihilism and started calling everything stupid and gay and, oh, you believe in that? What are you, a faggot? So anything that would get us to... And and, and, and the biggest bullshit lie that we've sold is anything that's popular can't be good. And that right. snobby, right. hipster attitude has bled down into everything else. I, 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 I can talk politics with certain people and I can have a discussion. And then there's other people that it becomes a pissing contest. Well, have you heard of this? Have you heard of this? Have you heard of this school of thought? Have you heard of this school of thought? And it's like, dude, who's? Okay, I, I get it. It's a school of thought. In other words, someone posted a fucking blog post about <laughs> it. You read part it. of an article somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But who, 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 who subscribes to this school of thought? Name me. What, what's their political party? What power do they have moving forward? What power can they reasonably get moving forward? And it, there's no, it's 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 that's not even what it's about. It's just about I can throw out shit and do an information dump and show you how big my brain is, right? Because that's all I care about doing. Because if it, you think you it, have to vote for one of these two parties, you're stupid.
1: It's it's the guy who says at the party, I don't even own a television, right? And yeah. has yeah. to Isn't tell he, you
2: every it, five minutes, and,
1: and thinks that that is going to make him the smart one in the room. Oh, he doesn't even he doesn't have time for tea. He must be just always read books, right? He's, I mean, he's
0: evolved it, past mass communication. Right. I mean that
1: that to me is as stupid as saying I don't read books. Like you're just shutting out a whole uh, you're you're interested in some form of, form of communic- communication art just you're excluding this because of its format. It must be worthless.
0: Right. Can you guys
1: think? And and really, and I mean, if you don't, I can understand if you don't connect with television shows if it doesn't do it for you, if it doesn't tickle that part of you. But aren't you at least curious? Because there's a lot of us on the television. We are the choices that we make, and in what in what is a popular show, what we enjoy watching, it's all a reflection of ourselves and our own
0: desires. It's an incredibly instructive, even if it's in a negative sense, it's incredibly instructive about who we are and what's happening to us. It's yeah. incredibly instructive. You have to, yeah, I don't like television either. I don't watch very much of it. Uh, but I do watch it, and when I do watch it, it's because I'm trying to figure out what the fuck's happening to us. Right. And it's, yeah, I mean, there is a wealth of information there down that line. But can you guys, can you, any of you, Chris, you're, you're, uh, suspiciously silent or can you think of anything that beyond politics anything that binds us together as as americans weed there, there, nothing <laughs> not
3: enough top of my head man like i've been i've been sitting here trying to come up with something like we like to get yeah, fucked no, up I'm stumped too we like dopamine <laughs> hits like i'm trying to come up with like even like base things like I...
0: this is really a problem this I I I I'm not trying to be melodramatic, and I'm not trying to end the show on a dramatic note. This bothers me. There should be something, and I can't think of it.
1: Well, also, I mean, I can think of common things that that nobody's going to cop to. Like there, there's a lot of commonalities that we've shown that we've talked about between uh, the left and the right and identity politics. What, what,
3: what do you the, mean? The, the, what do you they're
1: mean? both guilty of, but that's not a way to get somebody to. You know, it's 11, not a, 11, a, a good way to convince somebody. I don't by know what accusing them of uh, of something that they they claim
2: to stand against. I got it, and I'm I'm only half joking. I'm dead. Bigfoot, you right? know what? No, fucking, it. It I'm not even <laughs> joking. I'm dead serious, and this is fucking scary. Depending on how what direction you're going to look at it from, porn.
3: I was just about to say we all like fucking. Aaron was on like the the right path.
0: But, but, but so here's another thing, thing that, where that's not a cultural thing. I mean, they watch porn in Bangladesh for fuck's sakes. That's not. Okay. That's that's a human thing. That that's not a cultural thing. I'm with yeah. you. I understand what you're saying, and I agree with you to an extent. But that's not something that we that we as Americans living within these borders that binds us together. That's a that's a human thing.
2: I'm, but like I said, it's the it's the only it's the only thing I can think of. I mean, if right. you if, if I could if I could <laughs> modify an answer to maybe we could maybe we could
0: knock yourself out cuz i got nothing man yeah maybe we I, could postpone
2: <laughs> us huh? ripping ourselves apart from the from the inside out if we literally self segregated even more than we do to where certain states and cities are just exclusively liberal or exclusively conservative and people voluntarily if they it doesn't matter if they get offered but, a better job. Like, let's you're say saying
1: that, there's no way back. I mean, this, we have to. It's a
2: two-state solution for America. Look, man, look. It, we, we've kicked a hornet's nest. It's done. It's over with. There's no point in sitting yeah. here arguing about why did we kick it, that's why the did union we walk that, around it. Resurrecting the union confederacy. It, exactly. and confederacy. And exactly. I'm, and I'm not saying it's going to save us. I'm just saying it's going to maybe postpone it. Maybe. And, and that's a big, p- big fucking maybe. And it, at and, some and
0: point, it, those segregated camps are going to fight.
2: Exactly. All all we're doing is putting off the inevitable.
0: You guys can't think of anything.
2: Yeah, maybe maybe it's going to take something like another no. country who we are in fucking like China that we're in debt to to come in and fucking <laughs> yank our, our chain and go, yo, we're calling in your marker, and we just all become corporate fucking slaves even more so than people think we are now. I think like the we world really kind start living corporate slavehood.
0: The one, the one common thing I think we had, and I think I think Aaron mentioned it, was freedom. I think that maybe 50 years ago, that's what people, well, not 50, I, I keep forgetting what year, <laughs> that was 1968. Definitely not 1968. In the 50s. I think people with World War Two fresh in their minds, I think they probably would have said freedom. And I think that if you were to ask both a liberal and a conservative in 1950, and again, I wasn't there, I'm just, I, I'm Assuming an awful lot here I think they would have been able to give you a pretty good A pretty similar definition of what freedom is And what it means And how it applies to everybody Back then I don't think we can do that now I think if you were to ask uh, Moonbeam and Bobby Teabagger What freedom means I think you're going to get completely different answers Well,
1: yeah, I mean Thinking about the, the culture That came out of the 50s the heroes were like the drifters you know bike uh, biker gangs started to become popular and uh movies about uh um, just kind of a rebel without a cause type of movie right yeah or uh, even even those who we still like to ridicule like beatniks we still propped up as heroes in a way
0: mhm individuals
1: individualists Is, there is even still a romance in the in being homeless that we would still refer to you as a hobo or something
2: like, oh, they they just chose a different path. Because if you say hobo, a certain mental picture comes to mind versus you say homeless, a completely different mental picture comes to mind. A hobo is mobile. He's hopping, he's hopping trains. Right, he's right, got a stick yeah. with his fucking handkerchief with his shit wrapped up in it. There's a he's community...
0: He's got a $240 Gregory backpack sitting over on the other side of the desk.
2: <laughs> hey, Rich, I don't know
3: if you've gotten the memo, uh, homeless, now pejorative. Okay, well, I'll just add it to the what? list of
2: shit I don't give a fuck about.
3: Urban, uh, yeah, urban like,
1: camper, please. No, sorry, it's a victim of the housing crisis. Oh. That's <laughs> how we refer to them.
2: Well, you know, Todd, you bring, up a, you bring up an interesting point, because the whole time you're talking about the 50s, I'm just sitting here, and the, uh, part of my mind where I, I play contrarian and it's yeah. a little SJW is, is beaten against their fucking, uh, gender neutral fucking, they're beating their gender neutral fist against the fucking cage I keep it in because it wants to scream. But we weren't really equal in the 50s. We know what black people and women and people of color didn't have freedom. It was a white man's patriarchy. That's what you're going, you want to go back to. But see, here's a dirty little fucking secret for everybody. That doesn't get brought up in, in, in polite society, doesn't get brought up in your history classes because it goes against the fucking agenda that is being thrust at us constantly, which is to keep us at each other's throats. And that dirty little secret is there were whole communities that were self-segregated or segregated by law that thrived. You had black-owned businesses, you had black-owned and run neighborhoods, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. When forced segregation came with busing and all this shit is go go on YouTube and look up. It's a video from the late fifties, early sixties that was. I mean, obviously, when they filmed it, it was on literally film stock that was showing people in the in 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 like the north, like with with segregation and the civil rights movement. You need to know how to sell to Negroes. Negro shoppers appreciate, and like, literally, like, you're watching a how-to to be a fucking, a good shop person to a black person. Right. Like, they're a fucking- How to shake sp- hands with a black person. Yeah, Step one. Yeah, right. you know, and, it, but I mean, it's, but it's not like, you know, you're not teaching them how to fucking speak jive or no shit. You're just teaching, and it's like, these, are, they're fucking human beings. Instructional <laughs> video on how
3: to high five.
2: <laughs> like, but, but no, I mean, like, literally, I'm watching this, and I'm like, this is like, they're talking about some sort of, different creature that yeah. you have to be wary <laughs> right. of but yeah. then cater to and etc cetera, etc cetera. and it's like the fact that, th- that that type of stuff was being passed around in the corporate world should tell you right off the fucking bat and i'm sure if i dug deep i'd find some that were
0: this is how you deal with Caucasians or something Wait a like minute. that. Is there a lot? Is there a big difference here? And I know I'm going to get, well, we never hear from any of our listeners anyway, so I won't hear boo. But is there really a, a what is the difference between how to speak to a black person and how to talk to your female coworker? You see what I'm saying? I around asking black <laughs> yeah. guys
2: if they want to suck my dick in the broom
0: closet. That's probably one.
2: <laughs> <time>.
0: <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's like we have instructional yeah. videos now on how not to sexually harass. Or, what's the difference here? Absolutely none. It's, it's useless bullshit. Well, it, I mean, the training
1: tra- that Starbucks is doing,
2: what, tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. It's a how to talk to a black person training. <laughs> it's bullshit. Yeah. It's bullshit. It's bullshit to, to make us feel that. To, excuse me. Hold on. Let me back up. It's bullshit to point out the small amount of differences, honestly, biologically, as a species between us and harp on nose versus let's talk about the shit we have in common. Because if you exactly. really want to talk about the shit we have in common, if you go back to the 50s and you go back to those segregated communities where there were black-owned businesses, there were black-owned cities and villages and towns, and there were white-owned and run towns, what happened? Big business came in and put all those mom-and-pop people out of business. Don't give a fuck what color you were. Now, granted, the black the black communities probably went first. That's why we have the term gentrification. However, shit happened in the white communities, too. How many times have we had this discussion about when when Walmart tries to move into a small town, people start fucking throwing shit fits because they're like, you're going to kill every small business in this town. They know. It's the same shit. It's it's just you got people to stand up and go, it's happening to you because you're black. No, it's happening to you because you're nothing but a fucking number and a dollar sign to people who want to make a profit off of you. You're a resource. That's it. That's it. Exactly. You are a fucking... It, they will use you for what they can and they will spit you out at the end. And that's all there is to it. And it, I. It, so, I mean, to go back to. I don't know, man. I don't know. We're too connected now. Everybody's got a voice. Everybody. We now are. We are smack dab dead in the middle of the generation who grew up being told everything they say is valid, everything they think is valid. And by posting on social media and getting those little fucking thumbs up or likes or shares validates that everything they think say feel is valid. We're too far gone at this point with that shit. I mean, I don't know. Like I was literally sitting here trying to think of something that brought us all together recently. The only thing I can think of is like when we would get crippling snow,
1: <laughs> right?
0: It's,
2: but like, but it's the, the same. It's the
0: same, it's, it's the same mentality as the asteroid though. Exactly. Right. Or nine, nine a war, some sort or, of, or sleep. I think Com- it, it, Everyone needs sleep, right? <laughs> I'm gonna run
1: on a pro napping platform.
3: Todd, I think I might have an answer that's even worse than no answer. It's kind of it, it's a legitimate answer. Hate. Think, yeah. think about that's, it.
0: But yeah, no. You're 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 again. You're. I, I I understand where the thought process is going, but that's a human thing. That's not something that's constrained to do, to we as a as a community, as a as a. No, but think
3: about but think about how people look look at the the Starbucks protests look at the the shit what, what we talked about the look at how people will come together when they when when they'll mobilize like it's, it's the villagers come for frankenstein
0: and look at genocide in rwanda people came together over that i mean hate is not something that's, no, that's but, specific to but us. they
1: line they still line up on their own sides for every for everyone that wants to boycott starbucks there's somebody that's going to buy right twice as many starbucks and throw them both out how's that just bringing just us together
0: <laughs> How's that? Yeah. How's that a commonality?
1: Well, if you would, it's if you, a common trait. If, if you yeah, would, if
2: you would go so far as to say in the fifties, you would you would think it would be freedom, and freedom is an idea. I think.
0: I think. so. I don't know for sure. Okay,
2: then I guess the I the, the one point. The, the one idea, the one thing that seems to be new or newer at least this time around, you know, uh, in my lifetime, uh, recreational outrage, finding we. We as a society, our news does it all the time. You mm-hmm. brought it up. You brought it up a few episodes ago on your own podcast. What in your kitchen, underneath your kitchen sink, could kill your children? Tune in right. at eleven. Well, if it's that important, tell me fucking now, okay? Stop right. fucking fear, fear, fear. Shove it down our throats. Outrage, outrage, outrage. Here's mm-hmm. a story about a fucking single mother who works fifteen jobs and takes a bus and you know puts in you know ten days a week and be mad about it. Right. And we all enjoy it. And then when we can't, e- like we can't even. When we enjoy getting mad, we've we've in recreational outrage so much, we have made it a cottage industry. It is such like, it's not just good enough to have a news story where like you know something someone gets fucked over and we're, we all as a country pretty much agree, yeah, that's fucked up. No, 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 no. Now we got to pick it apart. Remember the kid that got bullied and he went on and, and his mom. <laughs> Great parenting, by the way. Stuck a fucking cell phone camera in his face, record him and put him online. He's crying. What happened? Wasn't good enough that this fucking kid's sitting there, I getting bullied at school and blah, 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 blah. No, no. They had to go digging. And they found out that his, his daddy had a Facebook profile with a rebel flag and his uncle was in prison, so fuck this kid and he deserves to be bullied. And the other people were like, you know, you see what I'm saying? Like, it's not enough just to be outraged by the sheer fuckery that we experience in life. Now we have to go get specific shit to be recreationally outraged about. And it's. Uh,
1: It's supplanted it. I mean, it's it's worse than that. It's not. It's that our outrage on these individual incidents has taken our
2: eye off the ball. But isn't that always been the plan? I mean, I don't, well, even care if this is consi- I don't even care if this is considered tinfoil hat shit. At this point, I don't know how anyone can look at history and look where we're at and not go, I've seen this movie before.
0: No, that's another premise of that book that I was talking about. That the one thing that we as a country, the one way we can be taken down is to take down ourselves. To turn on, turn each other on ourselves. And... Basically, divide ourselves and, and and just set us loose in some sort of a an ideological cage match where we kill each other off, metaphorically we don't speaking. Destroy that's the, it from the, that's the Yeah, that's the thing that if you're if you're Putin, again, I'm I don't know if I'm getting getting off too far off topic here. I, I don't want to leave this completely, but if you're Putin and you're trying to figure out a way to cripple the United States and turn yourself into the dominant world power and you can't beat us militarily because you don't have the resources, you don't have the economy in order to wage some sort of a war on us, what would you do? Divide and let them conquer themselves. Exactly. And that's, I mean, we've seen evidence of that throughout, you know, with the, the uh, run-up to the election, disinformation, social media and all that. It's, it's, it's heavily worn trail at this point. But I mean, we're, just, we're so eager to do it. I mean, it's, it's effortless. All they have to do is just put shit out there and people will grab it and throw
2: it. I mean, I, I just watched today an interview, I'm assuming fairly recent because Trump was brought up with Colin Quinn, and they brought up Trump and the fake news shit. And he brought up a point, he goes, what amazes me about this is that other countries, Russia's tried this with other countries. They've tried it with Germany. They've tried it with France. They didn't fall for it like America did. We're fucking suckers. That's why we fell for this shit.
0: Problem is, is that the difference between these other countries is the technology. And again, this, this is a, a well-worn track, but the, the state that we're in and the, um, uh, the unsophistication that we have and the lack of a template for how social media and instantaneous global communication and this inundation of data is going to affect us, we have, we have no idea. So that's, that's the X factor here. The difference well, between Germany and all these other countries in the, the different periods of time is I think the technology. I, I just, I personally think the fucking,
2: we're, we're just not a very sophisticated country, period. We're a very young country yeah. compared to the countries I'm talking about. Yeah. They've seen thousands of years of fucking, or not that, hundreds of years of war, of regime changes. Freedom at the point of a gun, etc., etc., etc. And we're sitting here. We're kind of like the millennials of, of of the world. We're sitting here going, "Well, whatever came before us doesn't really matter because we're here now."
0: Right. And it's right. our
2: own arrogance.
0: <laughs> yeah. I and, would encourage encourage you guys in the next week or so. I'd love to hear it too. I mean, just shoot me up, like throw it in the in the group chat or whatever. But think about that and see if you can think, think of anything, see anything, look for it, look for it in other people, like other examples from from different. People that you encounter over the course of the week or the month or whatever, but look for stuff that you think may be symptomatic of those commonalities. Because if we don't find that, if we don't start focusing on that, we don't identify it and cultivate it like it's a fucking you know, <laughs> the last seed in the field. We got. Pro- we're not gonna. We're not gonna get through this. Right. We well, have got to do that one way or another. And I want, I'm just curious in your with the uh, with the four of us even if we, if we can even you know we're pretty insightful and observational folks were a little more sophisticated i think arrogantly speaking (laughs) than the rabble i think look for it and if we can't find it if we don't see any indications i i don't i don't know what else to do other than hunker down and and ride the storm out the last seed also the name of a movie
3: that's a good podcast title (laughs) the last seed all right ron jeremy <laughs> Time to wrap this bitch up. <laughs> and just thank everybody for listening. The social media is at UnregimentedPod. Email your opinions and such interactions on UnregimentedChristopherVine.net. We're on the Facebook where we seem to get most of the interaction on the show. Uh, so thanks for listening, and uh, yeah. catch you next week. Bye. Later, guys.